And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan. And you are now watching ABL Live. You could be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me, and I most certainly appreciate you for that. There's a whole lot happening right now, a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over the mainstream media, everywhere. Uh, Mini Mike, aka Mike Bloomberg, is rumored to want Hillary Clinton as the vice president. This rumor kind of makes sense because you got a couple of things here. First of all, they know each other from Hillary being in New York, from Bill being in New York, from the golf days of Trump and Bloomberg and Giuliani and Bill back when they were friends before they hated him, right? When he became conservative. So they know each other and it'd be a way for Hillary to sneak back into the White House. But the question is, will she do it? Because when they asked her, when I say they, I mean the mainstream media, when they asked her, hey, do you want to run again? Do you want to be out there in the campaign trail again the way you were before 2016? Nope, don't want to do that. Nope. People have been asking me over and over. Nope, don't want to do that. But then when they came to, hey, do you want to be the vice president? Maybe. I don't know. I might do it. Maybe. Hmm. Seems pretty interesting. You went from a, a, a flat out no to a maybe when it came to the vice presidential question. Uh, very interesting. We'll see how that goes. There's so much more on deck. I can't wait to get into it. Once again, thank you all for being here on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I'm here again. Thank you all for joining. I most certainly appreciate you. If you like the content, Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you are on a uh, audio streaming platform, please share it over there, distribute it over there, however you can download it, tell a friend and tell a friend, all that good stuff. And if you don't know about my audio streaming platforms, this particular show you're listening to right now will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform. Right now, it's on a few platforms. Uh, Anchor is where I upload it, and then it goes to different ones. I think the only one we're missing right now is iTunes, if I'm not mistaken, but that takes a little while to get approved, probably like two weeks to get approved. But we're on Spotify, Anchor, um, I think it's on Stitcher, or it might be. It's on a, quite a few audio streaming platforms but regardless of that again i thank y'all for joining i most certainly appreciate you guys uh it's, it's a whole lot going on uh mini mike now do you guys really think that mike bloomberg will have hillary clinton as his uh vice presidential candidate i mean as, as his pick for vp but like like first of all beyond that will he even get to the point of being able to pick her you know because the the real winning or not winning, because nobody knows how it's going to win. The real team that could actually get some votes would be uh, Oprah and Michelle Obama. That would be the real team right there. Anybody else is not going to perform as well, although they will all still lose. Let's not be confused. Oprah and Hillary, Oprah and Michelle, Oprah and uh, anybody it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to win, but Oprah and Michelle will have the best chance of being able to get the most amount of votes. So do you think Hillary would come in on the losing train of Mike Bloomberg? People say, oh, Bloomberg has a good chance. How is this possible? How, how is this possible when his message is alienating to many on the left and people on the right aren't going to want to vote for him because the support for Trump is at an all time high 
They're talking about fever pitch. He does not have the support now that people like Bernie Sanders and Boot Edge Edge, Booty Gig, whatever his name is, have. Not even the Klobuchar, really. So I don't see how this really makes a whole lot of sense. Could it be a, a different thing? <laughs> MEP says, will Bloomberg stop and frisk Bill? Hilarious. Yeah, the whole stop and frisk thing, people don't like that too much. Uh, no, just him. People are starting to like him less and less, especially on the left. Aside from the stop and frisk, aside from his policies while he was in New York, he's a billionaire. People don't like billionaires. They resent the fact that he's been able to basically buy his way into the election. They don't like that. They look at him like a Ross Perot or something. Now, here's an idea. Could he run as a third party and do Ross Perot type thing here? I, I don't think so. And I, I don't I don't think he would run as a third party. Like I said, he knows Hillary. He knows Bill. It wouldn't make any sense for him to go third party because the support for him is not very high right now. So why would it get higher when you're on a just a random non-party or a party that's not really relevant when you're talking about national politics? Local politics, you could pretty much be part of whatever party and win if you have enough, you know, a, a little bit with you. I did see that, Mitch. That's the, I, I might have to get to that, actually. I, I did see that. Mitch Connor asked me, did I see what happened to Wendy Williams? Yes. I may do a video about that, although I've not done it yet. But to wrap on up with uh, your, your boy, Bloomberg, I, I don't see a way forward on this particular situation with him. Uh, you know, the stopping first thing, not really being very popular right now. Just an overall bad candidate, in my humble opinion. I don't think he'd be the guy that would even be able to get a Hillary Clinton to join him. But to even put it out there like it's possible, I feel like it's done on purpose. Like, these leaks don't come from just nowhere. You understand? So, um, I it's just kind of a weird thing to put out there. I'm not really sure what the strategy is, but overall, I think my viewpoint on it is that it won't really work. It won't really succeed too much. Now, speaking about Wendy Williams, that's a good point. And this is kind of like going all over the place, really, because let me tell you something about Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams is a funny character because let's break down what happened. OK, in case you guys don't know, Wendy Williams is a daytime talk show host. If I got that right, she came from radio where, interestingly enough, the guy from uh, what's that? The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, was her intern and then worked for her he was like an on radio personality over there and his whole thing over there was just to be this real annoying character to disrupt the guests and stuff like that just to be kind of a a jerk overall with no real substance now he's kind of like transformed into this whole anxiety thing but that's a different story and i digress the whole point is that wendy williams has a daytime talk show it's mostly her kind of like doing what i'm doing talking about the news and stuff like that but mostly about entertainment like entertainment tonight, girl stuff, basically. Anyway, she was talking about Zaire Wade. Now, you guys know I did a video about that basketball player, former basketball player, Dwayne Wade's 12, yes, I said 12-year-old son now identifies as a woman or a girl because he's a little boy. But again, I digress. He is identifying as quote-unquote transgender at 12 years old. Should that be legal for you to identify as transgender when you're 12 years old? I don't think so, but we'll keep, we'll keep moving. Anyway, she cried about a situation in, like, how can I say, 
in favor of the boy, crying for the boy, you know, wanting the best for him, all this, that, and the third, was really kind of supportive of the boy, okay? Let's just have that be clear. Now, let's fast forward to, wait, a day later or two later, she was talking to, uh, talking about Valentine's Day. Okay, we just had Valentine's Day, and hopefully you all had a good Valentine's Day. I did, hopefully you did as well, but anyway, she's talking about Valentine's Day, and she was saying how this this thing called Galentine's Day does not make any sense. You know, for it, it doesn't make sense for men to be involved with, basically. You know, it's for the girls to go out there, do whatever they want to do. When she was talking about Galentine's Day, men in the audience were clapping. She's like, why y'all clapping? This is not for y'all. Okay, this is for the women, not the men. I don't care if you gay or whatever, it's not for you. And then she went on to talk about how, and another thing, I don't want you wearing our dresses and our heels. No matter how hard you try, you as a male, sir, can never be a woman. You can't be. Just because you're gay means nothing. You're a man. We're women. That was her whole thing then, right? So immediately, you know what the response was from the LGBTQ, ABCDEFG, LMNOP, 123 community. Oh, how dare you? You're insensitive. You were just crying about Zaya Wade. This is ridiculous. Uh, boycott, shut down. So now she apologized. Oh, I'm so sorry. Tearful apology, all this, that, and a third. But my whole thing is it was just kind of weird because she's kind of like kind of conflicted mentally. On one hand, you want to support this 12-year-old transgender. On the other hand, you know that this is ridiculous. You know that it's not possible for a male, a man, a boy to be a woman or a girl or anything else. It's just not possible. You said it on TV. That, that lets me know you, that you probably were telling the truth. This whole thing about Zaya Wade just getting kind of caught up in the, the moment, not really being totally honest. If you were really honest, Wendy Williams, you would say a 12-year-old transgender is inappropriate, period. Inappropriate is not right. Dwayne Wade need to get locked up. So does Gabrielle Union and every other adult involved, period. I don't care. If you want to be transgender when you get to be an adult, that's your business. You can be whatever you want. Like I said, you could be a little teapot, short and stout. You can be a deck of cards. You can be a Valentine's Day balloon. You can identify as a beanie, whatever you want as an adult. But as a child, no, no, no. Because what's the next step from that? Oh, you identify as trans. Now you can identify as a person that can consent to certain things that go with your new sexual identity. But I'll leave that right there for now. It can get really weird. So shout out to Wendy Williams for telling the truth for about five seconds and then backtracking, unfortunately. Hopefully one day she gets fully red pill out in the open and uses that big platform of hers on daytime television to say something real and stick to it rather than back it down when she gets attacked. Okay? So it is what it is. But thank you all for joining. I definitely appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I most certainly appreciate you. And thank you all for listening to this on an audio streaming platform. Again, if you didn't know, this show will be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms. I think I'm going to try to go for a Monday as early as I can for this show and then Friday early as I can for the Wednesday show. So if bandwidth is the issue, you can have it while you're at work, school, riding a train, at the house, wherever you are, you can just have it. 
and listen to it that way. It's all free, 100%. Nothing is any kind of cost. It's all free. So there's a link in the description box. Check it out there. But we got a whole lot of things going on here. <laughs> you guys like my uh, <laughs> identify as a beanie. But anyway, now the UVA Multicultural Center, I did actually two talks about this. I did one, just my regular video, and then I was on TV with RT talking about it. Um, my thing is this. Okay, matter of fact, before I get into it, let me back up and explain right quick. Okay, let me explain what's going on. Now, um, at UVA, that is University of Virginia, which is right there in Charlottesville, where the whole kerfuffle happened with the statue of Robert E. Lee and the march, the good people on both sides, which Trump was right about that, but I'll move on. Anyway, UVA has a multicultural center as well as a few other centers. It's not just a multicultural center they have. They have an LGBTQ plus center. They have a um, religious, I forget what it was described as. Basically, it's a religious center, but the way they named it makes it seem like it was just for Muslims. You understand? Even though it did not have Islam or Muslim in the title, but we'll move on. There was some other kind of center as well. Basically, the multicultural center, in my humble opinion, from the name, would be for everybody to come and hang out and do whatever they want to do. But one young lady and some others that were in there who were applauding the young lady after she got done with her little soliloquy, she was like, hey, there's too many white people in here. You guys got to get out. There are more, quote unquote, spaces, which is a terrible, cringy word. There are more spaces for you all around campus. We just open. You don't have to be here. You can be over there. Basically trying to kick the white folks out of the multicultural center, which I guess means um, is it, the, the center is only for nine whites. No whites allowed. It's really weird. The school came out and pretty much apologized for, oh, we're sorry. You know, the, the center is for everyone. It's not just for, uh, you know, non-whites. But to me, that points to a greater issue of these kids being indoctrinated to believe that, uh, you know, race has got to be separate. We're going backwards in time with some of these kids. They think that they're being woke and coming up with new new ideas and new things, but they're just rehashing a bunch of old stuff we fought to get rid of. But this is what happens when you are not allowed to, you know, really teach history in school. You're not allowed to let kids know what's really going on when you're just changing history to a thing in which you want it to be, which is why I was against the statue of Robert E. Lee being removed because once you remove that statue, then you're able to shape history however you want. You know, because the main thing I always hear was about the slavery situation. The What I was taught, I'm, I'm being serious, what I was taught during school as a child, as most people my age and my particular neck of the woods were taught the North fought the South to end slavery. That was what I was told. And then I went back and did my little, my, my history, just did some research. And then there was five States in the North that had slaves all throughout the war. I'm like, how does this make sense? How do you have slaves and trying to fight uh, somebody else to, in, to free their slaves? And then when the slaves got free, the emancipation happened only applied to the South. It didn't apply to the North. The North were the last to free their slaves at the very end. I think it was Kentucky in December 65. They were the very last ones to free their slaves. 40,000, not just a couple, 40,000 slaves were free overnight in the North and they were the last ones. So my, my whole point behind that is 
I'm hearing a lot of revisionist history, a lot of false information, and people just don't know the things that have happened before them. If you don't know where you've come from, how are you going to know where you're going? You got to have the proper path. You know, if you don't have the proper path from which you came, if you don't have breadcrumbs in the real location in which they were, how are you going to find your way back? How are you going to find your way forward? You're not going to know what's going on. So, yeah, I wasn't really a... a, a a fan of that whole situation with UVA, but hopefully it's kind of a, a wake up call to America. What's happening in your college campuses. Okay. You sending your kids off bright eyed, bushy tail, trying to get them a better education. You may have visited the college. Maybe you didn't see the center. Maybe you thought it was kind of just, eh, just a random place, but you're not actually there on a day to day basis interacting with the kids and seeing what's going on to understand that your child is being indoctrinated. They come back to you full of anger, anxiety. They're trying to, you know, get drugs and stuff like that. They're like, hey, where's all this come from? Just being in school. This is what I'm exposed to now. It is what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> but I thank y'all for joining yet again. Hey, you know, the crazy part about the whole thing, Charles, you, you put the states down and you're right. Missouri, Kentucky, West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, all had slaves. And the crazy part about that is that West Virginia when the war started was still part of Virginia. So they were in the Confederacy when the war started in 1861. In 1863, while the war is still raging, it did not end until two years later, they seceded from the Confederacy into the Union with slaves. Now, when they did that, they were allowed to do it. So if you are trying to fight the South so they can end slavery, why would you allow a slave state from the South into the Union? And then when they came into the Union, you had Ohio soldiers come down into like Canal County, Charleston, whatever. And they say, hey, we know you guys have slaves and that's fine. But check it out. If they escape, we're going to bring them back to you because we have a law in the books that says we do not accept fugitive slaves. That's your property. We'll send them back. So not only did they allow a slave state into the union, they also said we will not allow your slaves to escape. So, you know, it's just one. It's a fun fact. Put it like that. OK. But what else we got going on? It's a whole lot happening. Oh, yeah. Trump is going to deport 35 percent more criminal aliens. Now, of course, you know, the, the main thing I will hear is ABL. Look, if they're here illegally, if they're illegal aliens, that's being criminal right there. They're breaking the law. And I agree. I understand. But when you're talking about criminal aliens, you're talking about those that are actively committing crimes aside from being here illegally. Aside from that. OK. You're talking about game bangers, murderers, rapists, dope dealers, you know, drunk drivers, all kind of stuff. These sanctuary cities are allowing them to pretty much operate however they want. Sell drugs, pimp women, do whatever they want because they know they are going to get handled with kid gloves. They're going to be easier to evade the law because the local systems don't want to cooperate with ICE. ICE wants to file a detainer and get you and deport you, but the local people want to protect you. It don't matter if you are a rapist or whatever, they're going to protect you because they don't want to cooperate with ICE. And I don't understand where this whole thing is coming from. I'm seeing press conferences from police. I saw one press conference from Los Angeles where they said, we will not comply with the federal government when it comes to ICE. 
deportation. So what ends up happening is guys that have very serious charges are oftentimes just straight let go. Oh, drunk driving, no license. All right, Jose, you know, go about your business. We're not going to lock you up because if you do get locked up, then ICE will try to take you from here. You see what I'm saying? I'm hearing about cases where guys are in the courtroom and get let out the back door so they won't get captured by ICE. I mean, all kind of stuff is going on. And then you couple that with the quote unquote bail reform in New York. That's a disaster. You got guys that think it may be a good thing because, you know, it's small offenses, petty larceny, stuff like that. Why you got to be in jail for a long time? You can't make bail. Well, you got guys that are getting released that have, um, you know, committed murder. Well, not murder, uh, manslaughter and, or, or suspected of committing manslaughter, right? You got guys that have robbed banks that will, won't even get locked up, really. They might get it's a catch and release, okay? I think they said 90% of arrestees are not held with bail. They just let go back out in the wild. It's like you're fishing, okay? But anyway, one guy robbed a bank, got caught on camera, everything, red-handed, gets detained and released, as soon as he gets released, he robs another bank and gets arrested again. So it's like, what's the point in arresting him? All you're doing is just letting him uh, rob the bank, go stash the money, and then you catch him. And he goes out, does it again, stashes the money. You're playing whack-a-mole. You're fishing. This is a stupid thing to even do. Just let them do whatever they want. What was the point in arresting them? You spending more money to keep arresting them than you would just letting them do whatever. Have anarchy. How about that? So you don't have to have any more problems with cash bail because, you know, the argument is, well, it's a lot of black and brown people that, uh, you know, they get caught up in the system and it's unfair because it can't make bail. Well, how about this? How about stop committing crime? How about that? Drunk driving, killing people. One guy killed a pedestrian while he was drunk driving and then got let out or it might have been the other way around. He might have been in jail for something gets laid out because of the bill reform. Then he goes home, gets drunk, kills a pedestrian in his car. You understand what I'm saying? One guy had been arrested. I don't want to get it wrong. Hold on. I think he got arrested a hundred and hold on. Let me, let me get the right number. I'm going to get that right to you. Let me see. Oh, he got arrested 139 times. He was on camera talking about, yeah, I'm going to take your money. I'm going to take two or $300 a day. So what? You can't stop me. Democrats love me. Bill reform is lit. It's like, what did he doing? I mean, if people are getting locked up for a crime, like let him stay. Don't be having this uh, no cash bail or just remand them. If you get caught red handed robbing the bank, I don't really see the need for you to get let go on bail. It's, it's just kind of strange. You know, 139 times, 138, 139. And he got arrested six times since January 1st when they instituted the new laws in New York six times. I mean, we're <laughs> February 15th. So what, 45 days, six times you get arrested over and over and over again. And then if you get arrested six times, I mean, that's just when he got caught. What about when he did not get caught doing whatever he did? He might commit crime every single day, every day. You have a general menace to society out there. Guys like that just need to be in jail because, I mean, you, you need to convict them on what they actually did. Hold them in jail and convict them and just let them do their sentence. And when they come home, do it again, lock them up again. But don't just let them go every day 
because when they come home, they're going to do the same exact thing that day. Let them be in jail for five, 10 years, something like that. And the guy's like 50 something years old, 56 years old. It's like, sir, come on, man. You got salt and pepper. You about to have a full uh, uh, Santa Claus, full white beard. It's like, what are you doing? But it's guys like that out there that exist. These are people that really shouldn't be in society allowed to roam freely without actually having to face any kind of consequences. And then you got guys that are getting let go when they have gun charges. Now, I was always told that New York, strict gun control, we don't want guns in the street, all this, that, and the third. But then when you get caught with a pistol, you can get let go. Oh, also, uh, home invasion. If you do a home invasion, you might get let go. Oh, he didn't have a gun on him or he didn't brandish the gun. He didn't brandish the gun, really? So I can home invade you and get let go with no bail? Well, nobody got hurt. Okay, word. That's 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 <laughs> that's crazy. And the illegals fall into that because they benefit directly. Like the people definitely don't want to give them any kind of cash bill. They want to catch and release. Oh, you're not here legally. Oh, okay. Well, have a nice day, sir. Don't do it again. That's pretty much what it boils down to. I'm exaggerating, of course, but that's kind of what it boils down to. All right. Yeah, but it's 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 a mess. And I, I pray for anybody that's in New York that has to kind of deal with that situation because it's unsafe. I would not feel safe in a place like that where you're able to do whatever you want. And and the reasoning behind the bank robber getting out was because it was a nonviolent offense. They, they just called it larceny. <laughs> like larceny, I'm thinking, okay, like you're still in the car, that's grand larceny, or you're still in the candy bar from a corner store, petty larceny, but robbing the bank. Give me the money and that's larceny, really? I mean, if anything, it's, it's like it's robbery. That's the definition of robbery. Give me your money now or else that's robbery. You know, you have armed robbery, but it's still robbery at the end of the day, even if it wasn't armed. But hey, it is what it is. If you give it, if you give a note to the teller saying, give me the money in the thing right now and you take it. That's not the same thing as you just swiping it on a, but hey, and like I said in my video, when I was in Virginia, I saw on the news, I'll never forget it, um, somebody was trying to rob a bank and one of the customers in line pulled his gun and shot a dude dead. It might've been a um, plainclothes officer. Somebody just shot a dude. Like even if it was a regular person that was not a plainclothes officer, you could go ahead and do that and it wouldn't be no charges. You'd be considered a hero. You wouldn't get sent to jail or anything. So if you could kill somebody that's robbing the bank, but they don't get arrested if they get caught, I, I just don't really see the logic, you, you know. And again, if you are home invading somebody and they catch you in the crib, they in there. Castle Doctrine, baby, all day long. They can shoot and kill you. I know guys that have lost friends like that, that, you know, then the home invaded and then the person get killed. Oh, yeah. I seen that happen. It's unfortunate. But you can't home invade. But the same person in New York, can you even shoot somebody in your house if you live in New York? Or you got just let them take whatever they want. It's like, hey, there's a PlayStation over there. There's an the Xbox. Take my camera, take my wedding ring, take all that stuff. How about that? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a crazy world that we live in. But thank you all for joining. I most certainly appreciate you. Uh, Richard Kane says, doesn't the FBI investigate bank robberies? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess it depends on the I guess it depends on the situation, but I really don't know. It's a federal crime. Hey, 
I, I guess New York City does not believe in the, the, the federal uh, authorities, like because they don't want to cooperate with ICE. ICE is a federal agency. So I guess they don't, I guess they pretty much do whatever they want in New York City, huh? Just say F the federal government and their laws and their rules. Let me see. All right, what else we got? Oh, it's a whole lot of stuff going on. Hold on, let me, let me get into my description. And thank y'all for joining. Please like the video, of course. Hey, Texas, much better than New York. Much, much better than the laws they have in New York. And, you know, this this is Bill de Blasio, uh, Andrew Cuomo, that, that whole gang over there just doing things that don't really make a whole lot of sense at all. All right, but what else we got? Let me see. Oh, <laughs> did I talk about Snoop Dogg apologizing to Gail King over his outburst? <laughs> so, Gail King, you guys know, okay, Kobe... Kobe Bryant died, unfortunately, in a helicopter accident along with his daughter, Gianna, and seven other people. May they rest in peace. Right after Kobe dies in a helicopter crash, immediately a case from 2003 is brought up. Oh, he's a rapist. He's a rapist. He did not get convicted. The person did not follow through. They didn't. It wasn't any kind of it was a settlement paid, but it wasn't like, oh, he got convicted of rape. That didn't happen. One allegation, nothing before then was ever said about Kobe. Nothing after then was ever said about Kobe. There was no pattern. But anyway, right away, people said rapist, rapist, rapist. So Gail King does an interview with Lisa Leslie, also a basketball player, former basketball player, played for the L.A. Sparks. At the same time, Kobe was on the L.A. Lakers, so they knew each other. They hung out together. They were good friends. Anyway, Gail King, and by the way, Gail King, of course, is Oprah's bestie. Lisa Leslie's black. So this is a black thing at this particular point. This is the reason why people are mad. Uh, Gail King interviews Lisa Leslie. It's a long interview about Kobe. And at a certain point, the rape allegation came up. And that got posted by CBS, probably draw some viewers and to get a little bit of attention because they knew that it would be something that's salacious, salacious headline, which is what the mainstream media is dominated by nowadays. You're trying to get the headlines out there to get clicks and all that. It doesn't matter if the person that is getting the clicks is for a positive reason or a negative reason. It's still clicks. It's still money. But anyway, uh, she was asking about the rape allegation and if it affects her as a woman. And do you think that he would do this as that? And the third, and at least Leslie handled it well. She was like, nope, doesn't affect me. Uh, I know him very well. I've known him for a long time. He wasn't even that kind of guy. I don't think he did it. Anyway, people didn't like Gail King asking her that question. How dare you do that? Kobe just died. Most of the black community, of course. And at a certain point, here comes Snoop Dogg giving this two cents, cussing her out, funky dog, head be all this, that, and a third. Now, at a certain point in time, Susan Rice enters the chat. Yes, that Susan Rice, the Obama administration person, the former UN ambassador, the one that may have actually been the hatchet man behind Gaddafi getting the axe. But anyway, she enters the fray and says, Snoop Dogg, you back the F off of Gail King. She said it on Twitter. Now, when that happened, everything changed. First, Snoop backed off and said, oh, I was I didn't mean to threaten her. It wasn't anything like that. And then he doubled down on the apology talking about uh, it was his big, long statement. You know, I will never do that. I didn't mean to tear you down. So all this, you know, game banking, crip blood, all this, all that went out the window. Then it became, oh, I'm so sorry. Please don't attack me. Please don't drone strike me. 
Then it came out that his mom made him do it. It's like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. Even if it was your mom, it, like, it lets me know you're not really about this, this street life you're trying to talk about. You're an old school rapper. Really, you're an actor at this particular point in time. You're from LA. You're an actor. You went, went to school with Cameron Diaz. You are an actor, sir. I'm not trying to hear about all this game banging stuff. But that right there tells you the power of the government, people that were in the government, the Susan Rices of the world, the deep state. When they speak up, people listen because they understand. A guy like Snoop understands what's going on. Okay? He, he understands what's happening with the elites. So when you get a bug in your ear from Susan Rice, you might want to pay attention. I think that's probably what happened. Susan Rice spooked him, and then he got tightened up real quick. But hey, so he apologized, of course, and Gail King accepted because she's a gracious person from what I see, at least in this situation right here. Now, as far as her being friends with Oprah and what they do, I don't know. But right here, I think that Gail King was more right than wrong because she gave Lisa Leslie the platform to be able to defend Kobe when nobody else did that on mainstream media. So I think she was in the right for that. You got to ask a question because it's out there at the same time. You gave space to Lisa Leslie to defend him. So it is what it is. Let me see. Duke Raul says, I go by the premise that you don't pay anybody off if you are not feeling a bit guilty. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. Like when Trump settled that lawsuit for the housing discrimination, that don't mean that he was guilty or that anybody that was in his company was guilty. It could be a matter of expediency, just trying to get it over with to get to your next thing to set to spend less money. Because remember, this is going on with Kobe's married, got kids, playing basketball. They don't got no time for this false allegation. He did have sex with her. So he had to do something. He couldn't just do nothing. Either he has two choices. A, keep fighting it, going to court, and, and you know, ruining your season, your marriage with your wife has been strained, your kids are seeing it, or pay it and get it over with. You got to pay it regardless in lawyer fees, legal fees, so you might as well just pay the settlement and keep it moving. And just stick with your wife and don't do nothing outside of that. And so you, you, will, you will avoid these things. You know, this, this was like an early episode of Me Too because it does happen. It happened less back then, but it does happen. And, and the girl, when she got DNA tested, she had Kobe's DNA, but a bunch of other men at the same time. So it wasn't just Kobe. It was other men she had on her at the same time. So it was like, all right, if, if, if Kobe assaulted you, then what about the other men that were found in you? Like, how did they get there? But anyway... Thank y'all for joining. <laughs> I most certainly appreciate you. We'll get to the phone calls in a minute. We'll get to the phone calls at about 9 o'clock, of course. I take the first hour or so to just talk about what's happening. So you guys, thank y'all. Uh, like I said, I'll get to those in the, about 9 o'clock. Yeah, and you're playing basketball. You're a, a multimillionaire. You're going to be a big-time target, a huge target all day long. And it can it can be kind of rough out there in, in the streets. So, you know, you guys out there that's celebrities, basketball players, whatever, just be careful. Be very, very careful, especially in L.A. In L.A., like I said before, I heard that guys are making girls sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. They're recording the whole encounter. They're doing all kind of stuff to protect themselves, even like D-list actors, guys that might star in a commercial. Guys like that are making guy, girls sign NDAs just so everything's on the up and up and there's no problems afterwards. So they don't have any false allegation on their back. 
Let me see. All right. But hey, sometimes people, when they make an accusation, it's true. Sometimes it's not true. That's why you have the whole legal system, which is why I don't like this whole thing with New York. You know, just say, just foregoing the whole legal system, just let people go. You, you get caught red-handed or you are strongly expected to do anything, you won't even get, it's just like, oh, nah, go ahead and go. Yeah, I heard about that rapper 10,000. Uh, some of these sanctuary cities are threatening to resist Trump and a new rule for ICE. Yeah, I mean, they're going to try, but see, what's happening is, uh, Trump is inserting more federales, if you will, into the whole situation, more federal forces. You got the uh, the BORTEC, I think that's the Border Technical Unit, specialized ops. They're going to be in these in certain cities to make sure that everything goes well as far as apprehension of criminal aliens. So they're going to get around all that. They're going to bypass that. And it's really a shame because these people think that they're doing the right thing for their citizens. Well, all they're really doing is obstructing justice and making it more dangerous for their citizens to live in a particular place. You know, you got these criminal aliens, rapists, murderers, drug dealers. It's more dangerous. Thank you to Bukala Buffalo who says bank robbery was made a federal crime in 1934 when Dillinger was, was active. Okay. All right. I got you. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate you. I had no idea that was a federal crime. No clue. And thank you to Marie Stark for the donation to keep it up. Emoji with the a little exercise I don't know what that is, little green guy. Thank you for that. I most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Justin Gould. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name, boss, who says the party switch is leftist propaganda and not true, but it's what children are taught. 1,000%. There was never a party switch, ever. The parties have remained the same. The same party that was against slavery, against segregation, against Jim Crow, is the same party that's been against it from the very beginning. Okay, the Republican Party started in 18 what 54 the first president was abraham lincoln that was republican and he freed the slaves people could say why he did it he didn't really want to do it it does not really matter the the reasoning behind it is less important as the actual act of it happening we could talk about the reasons it doesn't matter the first president who was republican freed the slaves abraham lincoln and for all let me know in the comments so we've always been a party of freedom always been a party that just you know was on the right track the democrats have always been the party of division separation just you know not a very good party at all bukala buffalo says when you you see where bloomberg was asking people on social media to make memes where he looked cool now was was that true <laughs> i was seeing that but is that true or is it is that a meme itself i'm, I'm not sure if that's true uh, Miriam Vidal says Bloomberg didn't kill himself. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think Hillary wants to get into the race. And if she did and Bloomberg was acting up, then he might get an early dismissal. He might. But, you know, then again, Bloomberg is under poor Gatto. Bloomberg, you know, is a is a billionaire. So, you know, they both might do a day to jackal. No country for old men type thing on each other. Hillary has her resources. So does he. So I don't think that that would really be able to happen to him. But then again, I could be wrong because look at what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein was also a real super rich guy, you know, quote unquote, kills himself in his cell. And it's all kind of things that happen. The security footage was gone. I mean, it's like, come on. So many coincidences happen in a row. 
is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Thank you to Greg, the movie and game reviewer, 117, who says, I hope Bernie gets screwed over again. This is going to be very interesting to see what happens come, uh, you know, Super Tuesday. Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm going to have popcorn. I'm a, I got to stream that. I got to do a marathon stream that day because that's going to be a really interesting day to see what happens, uh, how all these states go, how all the different races go, the technical issues that are going to happen. Uh, did you guys hear about Nevada? They said that they had the same system that was used in Iowa at first, but then they went to a Google product instead, so everything would be up and on, on, on the up and up. Hopefully, the Google product does not act up as well because that could happen. I mean, I feel like people talking about, oh, let's move voting forward. Let's let everybody vote on their phones. You can't even get just a simple app right to count votes in one state, a small state in Iowa. So how are you going to have people vote on their phones nationwide? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. If you can't even get something basic like counting the votes, right? How are you going to be able to vote and have them counted on an app nationwide? I just don't see how that really adds up. But it'd be interesting. I don't think that anybody has a chance right now outside of Bernie and Boot Edge Edge. Uh, Klobuchar may have a chance, but I think that's pretty much it. Joe Biden doesn't have a chance. He may win South Carolina, but the polling, like the polling I saw last year, like what, November, December, was much higher than it is right now. I'm seeing, uh, I think it was uh, Bernie Sanders or Booty Gig pulling up real close to Joe Biden. He was at 44% in South Carolina. Now he's like at 30%, 32%. So so you're dropping here, sir. You're not doing very well. And Nevada, I've not seen a Nevada poll yet. But uh, I doubt Joe Biden will do very well in Nevada either. I, I just don't really see how that makes a whole lot of sense. Exactly. See you later, Google. Like, <laughs> yes, they, they're using the Google product to count the votes now. Hey, we're going to see how it works. We're going to see what's really going on with it. But I don't know. It seems kind of suspect to me. But speaking about your man, Joe, this guy is every day deteriorating right before our very eyes. Every single day is deteriorating before our eyes. So <laughs> he should go ahead and drop out. When he does very badly in South Carolina, he'll drop out. He'll, he'll do badly in Nevada as well, but he won't drop out. But come South Carolina time, if he barely wins or if he – loses when i say loses i mean coming in number two if you don't finish first place in these caucuses you've lost so if he loses south carolina it's over even if he's still there it's still over now here's a question for you guys how many candidates or presidential hopefuls trying to become the candidate on the democratic side will there be still in the race come super tuesday i think that'd be what march 3rd Yes, March 3rd. How many candidates will still be in the race on that day? And just to give you a quick reminder, we have Nevada coming up on the 22nd, which is next Saturday. And we have South Carolina coming up on the 29th. That's the last Saturday in the month, of course. Leap year, 29th day, nice, whatever. How many people will be left in the race at that particular point in time? I, I do not want to see Boot Edge Edge and his husband kiss. I do not want to see that. It, it kind of reminds me of um, what's that? Michael Sam, that that uh, that football player. That whole thing was a big mess. 
I'm talking about huge mess. They, they tried to push like LGBT stuff on the, on the NFL. It's like, man, nah. And they, they have not done that again <laughs> because the NFL, the audience for the NFL, you got mostly conservative men in America. We're not trying to see two dudes kissing. Just not trying to see it. So when they had Michael Sam get drafted last, which was a pity draft vote, a, a pity uh, draft, they had him in his house on camera with his boyfriend smushing the cake. It was like, look, sir, we ain't trying to see all that. So I don't want to see Edge Edge and the boy doing anything on camera, period. All right. Is there a debate this Wednesday? Goodness gracious. It's like, what are we even debating? What are we debating? Who's going to be the last person to, to, to remain on stage? Who's going to be the, the, the guy that messes around and has some kind of medical emergency on stage? It's going to be a mess. Yeah, nobody's qualified, but I want to see how this whole thing goes because this is going to shape the Democratic Party for a while. This is going to shape them coming up because also we got to think about um, midterm elect. Like once you have the general election, you're going to have House seats up for grabs as well. And if you don't have a good Democratic candidate, they'll be less likely to get those House seats or to retain them ones they have right now. People are going to go out there, vote Trump, and vote straight down Republican. That's pretty much what's going to happen. And if there's a bad candidate out there for the Democrats, they'll have a lesser turnout, which could make it easier for us to maintain the Senate. And also, when I, when the Senate is a different story. It'd be easier for us to try and take back the House. So we'll keep the House, or we'll keep the Senate, gain back the House and the presidency four more years. It'd be a wrap. So now we're going to be able to get more Supreme Court justices. Then we'll be able to get uh, just more things we want done in America. Finish building that wall. There's a lot of things that we've started that we got to complete in a second term. So I want to see a bad candidate out there on stage. One that the establishment and the Democrat side may think can win. Or one that crazy normies on the left may think can win. You know, because who's voting in the primary really is going to be a lot of the the socialist people, people that don't represent your average everyday person. So when they go out there and they see Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, why would I vote for him? Regular folks now that are on the left that aren't really extreme like that. I don't want to vote for communism. It'd be too easy. This guy, 78 years old, had a heart attack, a communist. He will not get a lot of support from American people. Mark my words. He'll get a lot of support in certain places but not overall in America. This is Hillary Clinton's problem. She got a lot of support in certain places, but not all over America, which is why she lost. And Bernie will not get as much support as Hillary got. Bernie is not even as strong now as Hillary was in 2016. He couldn't even get the nomination. Did he get screwed? Maybe. But Hillary Clinton still lost, although she was stronger than Bernie. So how is he going to be able to win with a stronger opponent who was also the incumbent with a high approval rating so we're going to see we're definitely going to see oh i know about oh carrie lynn you're right about that she says uh educate yourselves on bernie's past bernie's past is a, a mess and i i can just leave it at that uh i saw him at a table with a shirt off in in russia it's like what is going on here like some really different kind of stuff in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, it's like, 
and it was crazy because he looked he, he looked as old as he does right now in the 80s it's like how do you look like you're 75 years old for 40 years how does that make any sense but we'll move on yeah everybody the 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 energy for Trump is just really unmatched. It's a thing that I've not seen in my lifetime for a president. Maybe with Slick Willie a little bit, but not this much. I think a lot of that has to do with social media and the constant news cycle. And just Trump being Trump, a guy that people liked before he became the president. Let me see. All righty. Oh, yeah, I saw that video from uh, Turning Point. Now, nah, matter of fact, I didn't see this one. I saw one video from Turning Point about Cuba, and they went to Cuba and how it was like nothing there. They had to wait in line to get gas and to get food, you know, like a literal bread line, basically. But I've not seen the one from Venezuela. When did that come out? Did it come out today? I had to check it out. Yeah, but shout out to Turning Point. They're doing, they're doing some great work out here, for sure. All right, what we got? That might I might be on uh like Benny's page or something. I'd, I'd check it out at a, at, a, at a later point. Oh, and and the black vote for Trump that's going to be interesting as well. And who the Democrats pick for their candidate could influence the black vote for Trump maybe a little bit, but I I, I predict it's going to be double now than it was four years ago. You're going to have a lot of first-time voters because let's not forget about that. You know, you got kids that are going to be 18, 19, who were like 14, 15 when Trump got elected the first time. They couldn't vote. So is it 18 to vote or 21? I think it's 18. Hold on. Yeah, it's 18. Okay, I'm tripping. But um, you got kids that are going to be 14 that there were 14 and 15 when Trump got elected that are not going to be able to vote. And they, a lot of them are going to vote Trump. They're not really stuck on this race stuff like their parents may have been or like their parents may have been subjected to when they were children if they're not stuck on it. You understand? So they're going to vote Trump. And it's going to be, I, I predict, at least double. I predict at minimum 16%, which is higher than 8%, which is what it was last time. That's double. Let me see. Five Star Review 2020 says, ABO, how come you haven't mentioned that Trump is bringing vocational training back into high schools? Blacks love to talk tangibles. Well, Trump gave you one. Yeah, I think I did talk about that before. Maybe I didn't. Uh, now, I don't know when it's going to be implemented, but we definitely need that uh, vocational training, job skills. Matter of fact, yeah, I remember now he was saying that on a State of the Union address. I remember now, yeah, and I was able to react to it in real time. But I'm with that because... That's one thing that is needed in school is kind of a reformation, kind of just able to, we, we got to change it up. Some of these courses don't make any sense. You got kids taking just classes that they're not going to use ever. They need more tangible skills. You got kids graduating high school that can't use a screwdriver, don't know what a flathead screwdriver is. I mean, no skills. Now, some of that is on the parents, of course, but I think they should at least have skills that are beyond that job ready skills. They can just go out there and work right now as an apprentice and not be lost at least 
or go out there and just straight start working if they have to. College may not be the best thing for them. Not everybody's not built for college. So, yeah, job training skills in the high school makes a lot of sense. But there are certain centers that exist right now. We need more centers like that, where if you want to go to a vocational school, you can do that. Rather than just going to your final two years of high school, you could go to the vocational center and just get job training right there. I mean, to me, that makes perfect sense. You know, like kind of like it, it could be a charter uh, vocational school or a public vocational school, something like that. That'd be fantastic. That's what we need more of. And the same thing for college, more job training centers and less uh, lesbian underwater basket weaving and stuff like that you can't use once you get to be an adult. You got people that are a hundred grand in student loan debt with no skills at all. So it's like, what did you even do? You have a bachelor's degree and that's it. A bachelor's degree means nothing anymore because, or I won't say it means nothing. It means less than it did before because everybody has one. It's like they flooded the market with these degrees that are so easy to get now. It's like uh, flooding the market with money. It's like Andrew Yang, UBI, is going to cause inflation. So now what you have in your pocket is worth less than it was before because there's so much of it. It, it, it's, it's, it's not precious anymore. It's like if you were able to find diamonds on the ground, like they were rocks, like gravel, they would not be priceless. They, they would not be worth so much. You know, the, the supply of a thing oftentimes dictates the price. The, the supply and also the, you know, technology behind it, but a supply. If they're everywhere, what's the, what's the worth? If I can just go outside and literally find cash on the tree, what is, what is cash worth? Yeah, shout out to Mike Crow. Uh, I love uh, the dirty job stain. We need more stuff like that. <laughs> we, we definitely need more stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, indigenous studies. Hey, you're right about that, Tanya. Indigenous studies, I saw that one. Uh, and I said it before in the video, but shout out to my friend that met in Blexit. Uh, she said that her brother minored in camping. It's like, camping? <laughs> what? You, you're in college minoring in camping. How is that even a thing you can minor in? I mean, this is silly. When I was in college, first I went to a, I went to a four-year, I went to my four-year later. I went there for one year, but I went to a community college at first. My whole thing was, okay, I don't want any kind of stupid classes. I don't want none of that stuff. I, I was bored in high school, really, in class. My whole thing in high school was just kind of like having fun, go home, playing basketball. I, you know, I was bored. It was not challenging. The hard classes to me were like busy work. It was not challenging at all. It was just like your, your back is all heavy from all these books for no reason. I'm not learning anything new. This is not challenging. Okay, I want to go work now, start my own business. I need training to start my own business, to be a graphic designer, which I was for a long time. Ten years, I was a graphic designer. So that was my whole thing from the beginning. I knew that I didn't want to take any kind of dumb classes that I didn't need. We were in there taking bowling. It's like bowling. Look, I don't have time for this. Let me go ahead and leave. That's why I only did my, my, my one year of college. One of my classes was bowling. I'm talking about we had to go to a we had to go to a bowling alley and bowl. That was part of our uh, our, our classwork. I was like, man, all right. I'm done. Y'all have a nice day. That that was that was my thought process back then, because I was like, this this is silly. I can bowl on my own. I don't gotta pay them, so I can go bowl. You know, 
I can get a Nintendo Wii and bowl right there. I don't need to come here and bowl. I'm trying to learn a, 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 a craft or a trade. And at the same time, I, I was getting money doing graphic design at the, at the same time. So it's like, all right, I'm going to come here and bowl in this fake league I got to pay for or just work. I'm going to go ahead and work. But yeah, college, it, it can be good, but it can also be bad. You got to just find the right college for you and know what you're going to do beforehand. If you don't know what you're going to do, then there's no point in going. You got to figure out what you want to do before you go. Have a plan and execute it. Okay, what are you going to get into when you're done? How much is it going to cost? Is the cost of the education worth how much you're going to get paid from your job? Is it an in-demand job? That was my thought process. Yeah, you know, physical education required. It's like at the time, I'm playing basketball all the time anyway, so why do I need to be golfing? I mean, not, not golfing, bowling. It's fun. I, I enjoy golfing and bowling. It's fun, but I, I do that on my own every day anyway. All right. But thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to uh, all you guys that are in the building. Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform, please, I don't know what to do over there. Uh, share it, distribute it, uh, post it somewhere. Tell a friend, tell a friend that I'm available on audio streaming platforms. And if you don't know, this show you're listening to right now on YouTube will be available as an audio only podcast on most streaming platforms. Right now, it's available on Anchor, Spotify, and many others. Um, Apple Music is coming pretty soon, but it's got to get approved. The whole process takes a little, take a little while. But um, yeah, it'll be over there very soon. All right. Thank you, uh, Yeti. I appreciate it. You know, I saw the new microphone out there. People were saying that it was good. And I like it. I think it handles my voice pretty well. My, my voice is kind of weird. And just the way I talk and the the highs and lows, so it handles it pretty well. Some mics can't handle the highs on my voice at all, and it becomes distorted, and some don't give me enough fullness. This is kind of a nice balance in between uh, having my voice be full, but at the same time, not distorted. All right. Now, hold on. We got Super Chats. I'm going to read right quick. Thank you to Insanity Pepper, who says, jump in process for Crip is now an offensive tweet. <laughs> okay, Wow. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Darnell McGavitt Sr. who says, U.S. finds Huawei has backdoor access to networks. Uh-oh. Now, what does that really mean? To, to what networks? I got to look into that. But thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Will Redding who says, if the left was a car that ran on morality, they will be out of fuel and hitching the ride. Hey, if they, if they had a car that was on morality, that thing would be in the garage for years now. That thing would be so old, it'd be having grass growing in it. It'd be a whole family of uh, birds and rats and cats and everything and living in there. It'd be it'd be back a part of nature at this particular point. But thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Uh, thank y'all. I got a nice voice. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you to uh, Luciano who says D. Morris and Bloomberg should get a food tester. Hey. Yeah, get a food tester for the food tester because you might not be able to have many that are available and on deck <laughs> because one might kick the bucket. Well, thank you for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. 
Shout out to Be Real who says all those Democrats that say vote against Trump are secretly going to vote for Trump because Trump is making them money in the stock market. Uh-oh. Talk about it. Thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. I think you're right about that because it kind of reminds me of Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams was talking about how brave and bold and courageous Zaya Wade, the 12-year-old transgender, is, was, whatever you want to say. But then the very next day, she's talking about, oh, you gay men, start wear, stop wearing our dresses and our wigs and our weaves. You can't be women. So like, like you kind of like let it sneak out that you're red pill. But when it comes to talking about your regular issues, you put on that mask and you say something different. That's kind of how that goes. But thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to that male bisexual. Uh-oh. That, that, that's, that's his name I didn't I make it up who says I remember having a career center in high school but these public democrat ran schools dangle life ready skills above individuals with less than good grades dooming future dooming to future failure well hey let me see yeah you, you gotta be able to have a place where people who aren't prepared for the world can just get prepared for the world because if you don't, then it's like, what are we even doing? Thank you for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Eric Tripton for becoming a new member. I appreciate that, boss. Thank you for your support. You are now an ABL supporter. Thank you for your support. Shout out to Charles Turner for the donation. Charles Turner Jr., pardon me, who said thanks for being you. Thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you. All righty. We're getting to the calls. And yeah, exactly, John. She put on the mask literally to make up a... The makeup is a whole new person, but we'll move on. Thank y'all for being here. We're going to get to the calls in just a moment. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let me fire up Skype right quick, see if it wants to work out for me. Hopefully it does. But you know what it likes to do sometimes. It, just, it does whatever it wants. All righty. Let's go ahead and get to it. Oh, oh the handler. What's happening is that my um, what's happening is that my camera is autofocusing. This this is a point and shoot camera, so it focuses on my hand. And when I take it away, you know, it focuses back on me. So I upgraded my little station here from when I'm on television. It looks much better because when it goes through Skype, there's degradation, and when I had my regular webcam, it just did not look good. I'll be on the Hangout. Not a hangout. I'll be on a show, like a TV show with people, and it didn't look good. So this is a point-and-shoot camera. This is a Sony A6400. Uh, if you're just starting out on YouTube, don't get that. Get the Logitech C920 because the, the cost is not really worth it if you are not doing what I'm doing as far as being on TV and having a really big channel. But, hey, I used that Logitech for years. That I had the same camera that I was using before this for about a good four years. Nah, from... 2015 to like three months ago, basically. So you do the math on that one. Alrighty, let's get to the calls. Eight four three, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? All right, hold on one second, caller. Can you hear me? All right, maybe the caller can't. Maybe I can't hear the caller. Hold on one second. I gotta tighten myself up. All right. And let's go ahead and 
All right, Carla, can you hear me? Carla, Carla. All right, okay. Hold on, let me see. Nah, that's not. I don't know what's going on. That probably was my fault, actually. Okay. Sorry about that call. I think that was my fault. I think I had my speakers on mute, so I couldn't hear you. All right, call you on the line. 631, who am I speaking to? I haven't called in like two months. Um, thank you, Abel. Calling from Texas. Uh, things you remember me, but if you guys don't remember me, this is that one Luciano person. So, how you doing, Abel? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. How about yourself? Doing great, doing great. You know, working my butt off, had a car wash, making that those tips. Anyways, I wanted to bring up something that I think could get everyone's attention still. So, you all remember the World War III uh, fiasco? I mean, they rumored it, but it never really came to be true. You said the but, World War III fiasco? Oh, you're talking about the whole thing where yeah. everybody was like, the world is over, we're going to... We're going to get killed because of what Trump has done. All this that in the third. You talking about that? Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Notice how a lot of the anti-Trump haters shut, just shut their mouths for like the first time ever in a long time. Like as soon as the World War Three memes popped up, poof, they went away. The only people who were still bashing Trump were celebrities. Is that a coincidence or not? Well, I, I'm not really sure. It could be. Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of funny. So, all of a sudden, now that the real war is about to happen, you're all shutting up, right? Y'all thought Trump was a loony. Y'all Trump, thought Trump could stand up for himself. <laughs> I mean, that was funny to see. And I'm already seeing World War Three memes again in Instagram. Like, what is going on with these people? Do they really want Trump to go to war? No. I mean, people just, they, they don't really understand what's going on. Just regular people, they don't, you know, they, they may see something that somebody puts out there and they kind of just hop on it without really understanding exactly what they're talking about, really. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I mean, the United Nations was started because of World War II anyway, so there could be another world war, but there will have to be some sort of uh, diplomacy uh you know, pretty broken. You can't just start World War out of nowhere. That kind of goes against the, 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 the a lot of things. Trade agreements that goes against our cultural boundaries. And I'm not even talking about a legal sense. I'm talking about, you know, we already integrated too much into globalization. So what's the point of having another World War? This doesn't make any I sense. Mean, and then a World War means you got to have other countries involved. It ain't, it ain't just two countries involved. You got to have other countries. That's why they call it a World War, because it's the world. It's not just two countries mm -hmm. or, you know, so it, it, this is that's not going to happen. You know, it's just not it's not a real thing. Exactly. And not only that, a World War is so impractical with so much anti-war policy and also the technology a real world war would mean having all those primitive technologies of war that we used to have even before our first world war things like basically the civil war i mean we, we what are we going to do with a bunch of drones is what we're going to be a drone war 
Mm-hmm. And also, on that, wouldn't that mean that basically the war could not even be controlled by us? It could be completely AI? All right. And also, did you hear about Wendy Williams apologizing? You And I think you talked about this, but, like, you heard the whole rant, right? Or not a rant, but, like, the speech she did about that? Yeah, I, I find it amazing that out of all the people, she's not going to mosque. She's choosing the alpha the community. Why is that? Hmm. Ups. Yeah, I call it alpha. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, they, they, like the LGBT community is already becoming too mainstream. What? What do they really need to emphasize about the LGBT community? They already have equal rights. They already have their cultural representation. They already have um, their economic opportunities. So what is missing from the LGBT equability, um, as, I mean, realm? What is missing from there? I, I don't know. And especially apologizing for being women. Like, that is hilarious. You're basically telling me being transgender matters more than being a woman. Okay, then you're kind of being a self-defeatist to the feminist community, but you're not even realizing it. You know, it's it's weird because what they want, what they what they want to do is try to appease everybody at the same time. But at a certain point, certain people try to certain people are going to intersect with one another. You're going to have the LGBTQ ABC community, and then they're going to come in contact with the just regular women. You know, you're going to have these uh these men pretending to be women, being able to mm -hmm. deal with real women. And it's like, okay, who, who gets preferential treatment? Like, and then you have spaces that are just for women, like sports and stuff like that. Uh, I saw one thing today that kind of reminded me, I think I did a video about it too, where you had this big six foot three, 230 pound man dominating women in a sport where the average size for them is like five foot four, 120, 130 pounds. Like this is just totally not yep. fair. But then it's like, okay, do you say that, sir, you're not a woman and you shouldn't be here with us? Or do you just go along with this whole LGBTQ, ABCDFG thing and say, oh, it's all right because you're part of that community and we accept you? It's kind of weird. But hey, man, I got a lot of calls on the line. I'm going to try to get to a few. So thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Amen. I hope you also had a great Valentine's. Uh, definitely did, man. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And also, happy Valentine's to the rest of the Trump supporters out there. All right, man. you. All right, now, take care. Peace. Peace. Yes, the, the rugby guy. And sorry for the... I'm I, I messing up. I'm messing up. <laughs> but the, 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 the ring always does that. But with Skype... Okay, I'm, I'm going to explain what happened. I'm going to just give myself some explanation. With Skype, it changes the settings all the time. It changes uh, the ring. It changes the sound input, output. It's just a mess. Skype sucks, but it's the best tool to be able to use in this particular situation. 
All right. Now, let's fix that. Let's unmute the desktop, and then let's go to the next call. 631, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? 631. No, okay. I know it's not me this time because I have my all my stuff on. Everything is right. My sound is not muted. Okay. 631, I can't hear you. So I know that's not me. Hold on. Let's go to 843. You're in the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL. This is Tyler in South Carolina. What do you say, buddy? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Man, I can. <laughs> if I see another Tom Steyer commercial, bro, in about the next week till this is over with, I might I might have to end it all. <laughs> it's bad. The pandering has hit South Carolina. Wow. Joe Biden is quoting the old hymnals. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> I don't feel no ways tired. Uh Pete Boot, Judge, what, whatever, Edge Jet, whatever his name is. He's got signs out here on I-95 and I-20 outside of Florence here. And uh, every other commercial, I mean, Elizabeth Warren's at Fish Fries. I mean, it's, all we need is Hillary and her hot sauce. <laughs> and it's full wokeness here in South Carolina. Everybody trying to spend that money but to no. get, it's trying to spend that money to get in good favor in um, the primary coming up on the 29th. Yeah, that's it, bro. Hey, and they know, you know, we live cheap down here. All we need is some fish and some hot sauce, and we good anyway. <laughs> but that's what they miss about us, on a serious note, is, uh, you know, us, us white fellas, we, we, we'll have to take the criticism from these older white. It's almost like watching carpetbaggers, you know, from the 1860s come, come down and tell us how to do things and how bad we are, but... One thing just to remind everybody, like, that forgets that, you know, we kind of exist together, eat together, pray together, school together, work together, all that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see the next week and a week or so and, and seeing them in action. But just thought I'd call and say, hey, keep up the good work and important here from South Carolina. We're, we're fully woke, Bo. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. I know you. you're in what Chattanooga. Yeah, Chattanooga. Yeah, you're loving up in it. Chattanooga, right? Yep. Yeah, I was, so I, you probably can't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I came through there recently because I went to Charlotte. So we came to South Carolina. We came like we went past oh, Clemson okay. and all that. So yeah, we were right right there in yeah, the yeah. woods. Okay. All right. That's good having you next door, bro. Yes, indeed. All right, sir. All right, Trump twenty twenty. Yes, indeed, man. Thank you for the call. Take care, bro. All right, bro. Yeah, South Carolina. We just we just came through there, uh, going to Charlotte. Yeah, so shout out South Carolina. Big up. Let's go to six three one. Six three one, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey ABL, can you hear me? I hear you well. Okay, great. I wanted to talk about the culture war. Alrighty. Are you familiar with the expression culture is downstream of politics? They say it on the Daily Wire a lot. Yes, I've heard that before. Okay, so or I'm sorry, politics is downstream of culture. I got it. I got it uh, reversed. Okay. When, when we when we talk about 
you know, politics, when we see what the Congress does, what the House does, what Nancy Pelosi does, a lot of that is driven by the fact that they just want votes, and uh, their fan base, their 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 constituents are crazy. So the politicians just repeat the craziness. Now, Donald Trump, he has for the past three years that he's been office in office, and the year that he was running for president, it's been trench warfare every day for the guy. It's like in World War One trench warfare, that you have to fight for weeks just to get an inch. And the left has been fighting an all-out assault, whether it's in politics, indoctrinating kids in school, what we see in the media, uh, Hollywood, on television and movies. And we needed a guy like Trump to fight this because men like uh, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, um, all the other people that were running for the nomination in 2015 and 16, they don't have Trump's guts. They don't have his his uh, ability to withstand criticism. Now, here's the question I have. 2024 rolls around. If the culture doesn't change and the schools are still indoctrinating kids the way they are about leftism and People are falling for the Bernie Sanders shtick. The media is carpet bombing Republicans, and Hollywood is still going crazy. Who's going to be strong enough to stand up to the media at that point? Now, when you say who exactly, we like, what do you mean as far as a presidential candidate? Like, what do you mean? Well, at some point in 2023, people are going to start the campaign for 2024. And who's on the short list? You have Mike Pence, you have Rand Paul, you have Nikki Haley, maybe Mike Pompeo, but none of these guys are a Trump. They don't have billions of dollars of assets. They don't have access to hundreds of millions of dollars in cash. They don't. They can't grab the headlines like he can. They can't withstand the same type of criticism that he can. They don't have a Twitter following with millions of people following them. Now. When, when when the media goes after Trump, he punches them in the mouth, and at, you know they have to take a step back. They charge back at him, and he keeps punching them straight in the face. So, but the problem is, the culture isn't changing, and politics is downstream of culture. So, I'm just curious to know: it, it, can the culture war be won, or is it is our is our luck going to run out? In 2024, you know, provided Trump wins this time around, I think he will. But what's going to happen in, you know, a few years from now? Who's going to who's going to fight this culture war if it isn't won in the next four years? And how the heck are we going to win it? Uh, I think it'd be Trump Jr. running in 2024. And do you think he has the same metal, the same guts that his father has? Do you think he has the same ability? I believe so. Yeah, it, I think because well, because right now, in my opinion, he's really kind of like running right now, but he won't say he's running right now because his dad is running. So he doesn't, we don't step on his toes. He must let it, his father get in office, you know, four more years. And then come 2022, we'll be sitting here talking about uh, Trump Jr., you know, going to different places, talking to people more than what he's doing right now, because he's everywhere right now. 
he has a book, but the book is not necessarily the reason why he's everywhere. He's doing colleges. He's every TV everywhere. So I think it would be um, Trump Jr. for sure in 2024. Well, okay, so let's say, let's say Trump Jr. is going to run, you know, in 2023, you know, he starts to throw his hat in the ring and he, starts, he comes down a golden escalator just like his father does. In the meantime, you know, we've had three years of Trump, and I'm happy with Trump, and I like all the judges, and I think the economy is good, and I hope it stays this way. But, for example, the Department of Education is still around, right? When, when, when he appointed Betsy DeVos as the Secretary of Education, my understanding was that at some point maybe Department of Education might be um, decommissioned, um, that Common Core would be totally ended. Because we still have a situation where kids go to school every day, they get indoctrinated with leftism, they come home, and even if the parents don't like it, I'm not sure how much the parents can undo the damage. We still have birthright citizenship. Trump said he was going to sign an executive order ending that. And it just seems to me like uh, even if we have a top guy that's, that's fighting and punching the media in the face, how do we win the culture war? How do we stop the Marxists from from gaining ground every day? Well, you just gotta keep you gotta keep fighting. It's not gonna be a war that's over in three years. You gotta keep on fighting. It's it's gonna be a process, it's gonna take time. I mean, I think a big part of what we've done already is these uh Supreme Court justices because I mean the a lot of the battles we're trying to fight are gonna go to the Supreme Court. And without those justices, you pretty much be dead in the water if you're talking about cases that would go all the way to the Supreme Court. Because imagine if Hillary Clinton were in office. I mean, it, it'd be ridiculous right now. It, we, we couldn't win anything when it came to the Supreme Court. So I think that's a really important thing to talk about, especially since you're going to have some that are going to pass away and or retire pretty soon. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, what, 86, 87 years old, not in the best health. You have Stephen Breyer. I think he's in his 80s, if I'm not mistaken, or close to it. Uh, Clarence Thomas may retire pretty soon if he wants to retire. So people are going to be replaced and we're going to be empowered to be able to replace them. So it's things that we're doing that are going to set the stage for future generations to come. Although everything that you may want or that we should have is not done right now. That doesn't mean that it can't get done in the future or that somebody else can't come in and then take the lead. It's like, okay, I started it. You finish it or you just keep pushing it forward and we just do it like that. It's going to have to be a constant process because the left are going to keep fighting. They're, ne they're never going to stop. So we can't stop it. We, we can't just say, okay, we've won. It's never going to be a winning situation. Like we can just say, we've won, that's it. We could just back off. It's always going to be a fight back and forth. We got to keep on fighting. And as far as 2020 goes, in order for Trump to keep appointing all those judges, he has to keep the Senate. So I just wonder, with regard to the Senate, you think he's going to be able to maintain a majority? And it has to be a majority of more than 51 because you can't depend on Romney. Well, yeah, he, he, yeah, he will. I don't see why he wouldn't keep the Senate. Well, I hope so. And uh, I, as far as the judges go, right now, hes I think he's appointed, if I'm not mistaken, 192 Article Three judges, and that's at all three levels of the judiciary. So... Uh, there's, there's, I, I look on the list periodically, and I see that there's maybe another 20 nominees, and he's doing very well. He's, a passing he's, he's appointing judges, and they're being confirmed faster than any other president. 
I just uh, realize eventually, you know, the Democrats, you know, they, they play dirty. And they realize, for example, they're losing with all of their terrible candidates running for president. So they have to bring in a ringer like Bloomberg, who also has a lot of problems. But uh, they don't play fair. And uh, they have the culture war. Uh, they have a lot of advantages because the schools are on their side, the media is on their side, and Hollywood's on their side. If, if any one of those three had been on Trump's side, I really think that Trump would be ahead in the polls by like 10 percentage points, especially the media. But uh, he can't catch a break that way. And it's just him against the world, it seems like. Because the Republicans in Congress, you know, they support him, but uh, they don't have his guts, they don't have his bravado. And uh, it's, uh, it's a really tough war to win. I'm not sure, uh, ultimately, if the culture war can ever be won against the Marxists. It, it, can't, it can't ever be won or lost. It's going to be an ongoing thing. It's never, we can never just say, okay, we've won and just, you know, put our guns down, basically, you know, with just basically saying that, but not literally, you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's always going to be a fight. Yeah. And we got to just keep on uh, just doing more and more things to be able to push back the other side. It's like... Um, a, a tug of war, basically, and we got to keep on trying to tug our side over. We can't just relax and let them get any kind of ground on us, man. But hey, it's been a great call, but I got a lot of calls on the lines. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Thanks again. Thanks again. Have a great night and a great weekend. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Yeah, the, the culture war, it's a, it's a never ending war. It, it never ends. It's always going to be fight. But you got to be able to have an advantage on your side, have the most powerful players, the most powerful fighters on your side rather than the other side and never relax because when you relax, that's when they have an opportunity to strike. That's when you get defeated or when you take a step back, not defeated because defeat denotes a finality, but there is no finality. So let me get to his next call. Hey, shout out to Colette who says Anthony for president. You guys are very nice. Thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Let's go to... Five one seven on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is uh, Joe from Wisconsin. All righty, Joe. What's going on? What's going on, man? I've been uh, I've I've been listening to you for a while, so you know it's finally good to be able to get in and be able to talk to you. So, um, so yeah. So, so what, what's going on with this uh, this New York thing, man? Sitting there, let people out on bail and let people just just run around amok. Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to uh, have this thing called bail reform where uh, there's no cash bail for a lot of crimes that people commit. So when they get locked up, they get released pretty much right away. You know, people and then the, the crimes can range in things from some smaller crimes to things like uh, manslaughter, home invasion, bank robbery, all kind of stuff. And then, of course, when people like that get released. They tend to come out and then immediately commit more crimes. One guy has been arrested 193 times in his in his uh, criminal career, six times since they put the new laws into effect on January 1st in New York City. No, no, like habitual offender laws. I mean, come on. I mean, you would think. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, that that's 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 a logical point of view you have right there, sir. But you know, these people that make these laws aren't really logical. Yeah, that, that makes me never, ever want to go to New York. I mean, I, I heard New York is like a really nice place and all that, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm afraid to just go over there, get robbed or something, or 
you know, get killed. You know, it, it just sounds like anarchy. Yeah, and, you know, the thing about it is these are the kind of laws that people like uh, de Blasio and other leftists want to push for the city. And it's a shame because it, it deteriorates a place like New York. New York is a big place, you know, eight, nine million people in the, the five boroughs. There's a lot of people. You got to be able to manage it properly. And when you put laws like that on the books, you're going to have some nut jobs, some habitual offenders that cannot act right in society that are just allowed to run amok. And it's really dangerous. I wouldn't want to be in a place like that with those kind of people that are out there just roaming free. Right. I mean, I, I mean, like anywhere in the city. I'm, I, you know, I, I live kind of by uh, Chicago. So, you know, like South South Chicago, like I wouldn't even stop there. I mean, I, I once actually uh, tried to stop there before because I had to pee really bad. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I drove up, drove up to a gas station, you know, go to the bathroom because I had to hop off the interstate. I could not find a single gas station where I could use the bathroom. Wow. Like it was that bad. Wow. You know, <clears throat> So, you know, I had to find like a McDonald's or something. But yeah, man, like like situations like that where it's just it's like a different world. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that you're not used to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But these, these, you know, all these Democrat ran places, man, they, they're like that, man. It's, it's it's like I said, it's like kind of third world, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it, it kind of. It pains me to see stuff like that. And I'm trying to get people to understand. It's like, look at what's happening right here in these in these places. You got certain parts of a Democrat-run area that are very nice. They look nice and shiny, but then some parts that are really bad. It's like a, a stark difference in between two parts of the same place. But, you know, in a more conservative-leaning area, it's not like that. It's, it's just not. You know, it, the, the, the level is just not the same way. People have better opportunity. People can live a little bit easier. And people don't really understand that. Until they kind of get exposed to it, then they really start to pick up. But until that point, it just it don't get it. Right, and I I don't think very many people will, man. And the, the sad part is a lot of these uh, these people just keep voting Democrat. I, I just don't get it, man. Yeah, they 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 blame they blame their problems on other people, but really, it's uh it's people that they're voting for. And, and I try to go stress that to people sometimes, and they just don't get it. Right. Right. Anyways, yeah, man, it was, it, was, uh, it was good talking to you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Like, I watch a show all the time, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep watching and and uh, just keep up the good work, man. Uh, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. You have a good night. All right, same to you. All right, shout out to the caller. I most certainly appreciate him. And thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you as well. If you like what you're hearing so far, please hit the like button, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're listening on an audio streaming platform, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, wherever you are, uh, do whatever you can on that particular side. I don't know if it's like it, put it in the playlist, email it to somebody, tell a friend to tell a friend, whatever you can. I, def I definitely appreciate it. But let me get to the next call. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. 540, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Jonathan. All righty, man. What's going on? Anthony, it's a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. All righty. Well, likewise. Hey, I just wanted to point out, I think um, you, you always do a great thing, and I just want to point out that we should all be born in the unification of, you know, 
trying to be a better human individually. Like if we all make ourselves better individually, I think that we can talk to people that disagree with us in a better fashion. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I definitely, that, I, I see that point. That's kind of sure. where I feel like we should all go as humans, kind of like try to evolve, you know, and be beyond just the two political parties, like almost be better than that. So like, what does that mean in like in, in a practical way? Because I mean, the, the political party, that's practical just a way is just, just live your own life that way. Like, I mean, things will evolve the way that they do and you can't change things immediately. But, like, you can change the way that you live your own life, you know? Okay. I mean, well, the way I live is not the same way as, as you know, I, I vote one way, and the the way I vote is based upon how I live. Is that, It ain't the other way around. Like, I don't live my party. I live and I be myself, and the way I vote is reflected in how I live. Absolutely. I mean, as a person individually in the present, you, you got to do that. I, I totally agree with you on that, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, I really I really dig your style, you know, like what you do is you're branching out and bridging paths to new ways to make people better, you know, and I really dig what you do. I really like it. Well, thank you for that, man. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. I pretty much just called in to kind of, you know, not make a controversy or talk about anything in particular, but just, you know, give you good vibes, you know. I really dig it. Well, thank you for that, man. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good that you get people like that that just want to, you know, send out some real positive energy, man. So I appreciate you for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Virginia, and we got the gun thing going on. So, you know, that's on my mind lately. But at the same time, I'm just trying to be a better person individually, you know. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, Anthony. I really appreciate it. And your show's awesome. Keep doing it. Keep going at it. Keep giving people the facts that you can get. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, I recognize that 540. That's like a Rono area. Shout out to the caller. But yeah, I mean, me, I'm just me. Like some people might get kind of wrapped up in their, their identity may be something that's not them, but I can't be anybody else other than me. Anybody that knows me know I'm me. And then it, it took me a long time really to just uh, match who I really am with the way I vote. Like I was saying before, I was raised really socially conservative. Like cussing and stuff like that was a no-no. You know, I would go to friends' houses as a kid and they'd be cussing in front of their parents. I'm like, you can cuss in front of your parents and not get slapped? I don't even do that now as a 35-year-old man. I do not curse in front of my parents or any real like uh, family members. I don't do it. I don't curse at all, period. But I definitely don't curse in front of my family members. It's just something I had never really done. Not even when I was still out there kind of in the street. So it took me a while to match how I am personally with my political points of view. So the caller was on point. But let me get to some more calls here. 281, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Edward. How are you? Um, well, how about yourself? Doing well. How are, thank you. Um, so a couple of calls ago, I just started listening in and uh, someone was talking about bail reform in New York City. And um, I live in Austin and it's a slightly different issue, but they've uh, basically just let homeless people camp anywhere here in the city mm. uh, starting last summer. You know, and as soon as that happened, there were like couches underneath all the overpasses and tents and everything. And there's, you know, stories of 
stabbings and stuff downtown every weekend now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it got crazy almost overnight. And I can only imagine what's going on in New York City with that guy who's been arrested a hundred and something times. And, yeah. So basically what you're saying is it, it wasn't like that up until recently as far as the homeless encampments and stuff? Mm-hmm. I think it was August 1st of last year. It was in the middle of the summer. So you went from having a relatively, you know, safe downtown. It wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on as far as the homeless people just hanging out. And then it was looking like a small San Francisco. Yeah. Crazy. It didn't take long. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that's what happens. You know, people talking about, you know, the one thing that kind of irritates me about the homeless issue, people say, oh, it's about housing. It's about a shortage of housing. People don't have anywhere to live. And it's expensive. It's like, no, it's about the policy. You have to be able to not let that kind of thing go on because if you let it happen, it'll happen. That's why it's going on. It's because of the, the policies that are on the book. So, yeah. Now, has there been any kind of kickback against that? Like, as far as, uh, you know, people protesting town hall, like, what's what's been the response to that whole situation from the local people? Yeah, there's been some protests. I mean, that goes on for some – I mean – I'm I'm kind of sympathetic, you know, I mean, definitely people need a place to live. The part that scares me, though, is some places along the highway here, you know, like there's encampments that are on kind of concrete ledges and their stuff can blow onto the highway. Yeah, I mean, they, they know, shouldn't it get they, quite windy out here. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be there. And, you know, really what happens is people that live in some of these like little tent cities, a lot of them, most of them are on drugs. That's really what it is. That's that's the bottom line. And people don't want to talk about is the, the drug abuse, people that are on drugs, especially when they live really nasty, when there's stuff everywhere and trash all over the place. That's drugs. And that's the, the underlying cause. It's not even about, oh, they just fell on the hard times, don't have anywhere to live. No, they're on drugs and they want to be out there on the street living homeless, not really having a lot of responsibility. And people got to be able to crack down on that. You can't just let the kind of things happen. You know, if people need somewhere to live, okay, but... The, the drug abuse and the general lawlessness has to come to an end. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people who don't even go downtown. And I was, you know, that's what the other person uh, there made me want to call in to think about is, you know, it just even something is like the tourism industry, you know, New York city and Austin are both cities that people love to go to, you know, and when you, when you start getting a reputation like that, it starts hurting the local economy too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, tourism, I, I, I imagine is a big part of it. Like where I'm from in Virginia Beach. I mean, tourism is one of the main things the military and tourism. That's the main thing. People go down to the beach. Like when I was there, I would have family come in from different parts of the country and everybody wants to go straight to the beach all the time. That's the main attraction. So if the beach is not taken care of, if you're allowing the, the homeless to camp out on the beach, which they try to do. But if you allow it to happen, then you're going to have less tourism, less money, and then you're going to just start to decline overall as a city. And who wants that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So I thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. That's on my bucket list to say that to someone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that, man. Right, I appreciate man. Enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, same to you. All right. Take care. All right, shout out to the call, the great call. Yeah, so that that right there, I didn't know that it was like a policy that changed and then it just flew, like a, it was like a light switch. 
you know, no homeless encampments all of a sudden they said, okay, homeless, you want to camp? Sure. Go ahead and do it. And my question would be, who would do that? Why would you put out, uh, why would you say to the homeless that you could camp and it's fine and not have any kind of rules against it? But what they do in Virginia, when I was in, uh, I, I would see if I would go to the beach early in the morning, they would have ATVs on the sand, like early in the morning. One, one person got ran over by an ATV that was on the beach sleeping. They got ran over by the ATV. You know, may they rest in peace, but you can't be on the beach. Yeah, like they don't, they don't really play a lot of games out there. But matter of fact, it wasn't an ATV. It was, um, it was a dumpster or something. Like you can't just do whatever you want to do in these particular places. You can't be on the beach sleeping. You can't be on the side of the road. It, nah, you have to go find some shelter, sir, ma'am, whatever you want to call yourself. But let me get to the next call. All righty, let's go. All righty, Jordan, what's going on? Uh, hey, BL, what's going on with you? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. All right, that's good. Hey, I don't know if y'all... I came late. I don't know if y'all talked about Michael Avenatti yet. No, I didn't talk about him. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, um, for those who don't know in chat, you might know. But, uh, yeah, he was found convicted. Uh, he was convicted of uh, extorting Nike. Um, and he's facing up to 42 years in prison. Yeah, he earned that because I don't know what he was thinking. Like, this guy's a lawyer. He must be a moron or on drugs or something because he literally extorted him or tried to extort him, talking about, yeah, you better do this or I'm going to go. Matter of fact, it was pay me $25 million or I'm going to go public with this information. And then they put out information themselves. They ain't even care. It was like, okay, you will put this out there about some AAU coaches or something like that. All right, we'll put it out there ourselves. Now, yeah. now what you got? And, and we're going to put it out there and we're going to get you locked up. How about that? Yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. I mean, we, this guy was already in debt um, and was in trouble with uh, Stormy Daniels and, and all that jazz. And then he puts himself in this situation. If this was like about minutes after he tweeted that he was going to go to Nike to do something about, you know, uh, uh, everything that's been going on in Nike. And it, it's just so it's just stupid. It's so asinine. Yeah, it's crazy. But but. Guys I mean, like guys like that. I mean, they do dumb things. Obviously, yeah. I mean, and it, the the saddest part about this is that I th a year to a year and a half ago, these uh, these mainstream outlets have been putting him on the air all the time. Talk Bill Maher, uh, the uh, the View, MSNBC, CNN, all these all these uh, outlets were sitting here and talking about, oh, he's the savior of the republic. He he's a, a folk hero. He's gonna take down. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. He's saving the country, and now he, he's in this. And um, everyone wants to kind of be quiet about it. Uh, they don't want to admit that they screwed up. Yeah, they want to be quiet about it. It was funny when he was on television all the time. They weren't quiet about having him on TV. Oh, you could be the president. You could give Trump a run for his money, all this, that, and the third. Now all of a sudden that he got locked up and convicted behind the whole situation. Even Stormy Daniels came out and spoke against him and said, well, you know, finally he did it to me too. And they, like, they want to be totally quiet. But that's what the mainstream media does. They'll put something out. They'll talk about somebody in a very positive way. That's their friend or their ally. And then when they mess, with, then when they mess up, as they always do, they just want to say, oh, no, I don't know him. Don't know who that is. Never seen him before in my life. Yeah, yes, that's it. It's so stupid. I mean... It, it's just insane. It's like the, the media has the narrative. Like, I knew this guy was crazy, and it seems like the only people who knew it also 
was Fox News when uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, grilled him on what he was doing. And now he's completely justified in it. It was weird anyway, because like, why is this random lawyer getting so much TV time? It's like, I think he had some kind of uh, uh, bug in Trump Tower or something. It, it didn't make any sense from the very beginning. It was weird. Yeah, it didn't. But it was it was hilarious, too. Um, I, when he uh, I think when another, one of Trump's quote unquote accusers or, or maybe Kavanaugh's accusers, I don't know, uh, was going to come forward. But if in actuality, Avenatti got trolled. I think by 4chan or something. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, yeah, but that that was uh, but that was it was fun while it lasted. Um, about the Snoop Dogg thing, yeah, Snoop Dogg is an idiot. Um, <laughs> I don't know what more to uh, say about that. The video you put up of him making that apology, there was actually a video he made beforehand. Yes, uh, where uh, after he made that threat video where he talked about, oh, I would never. Uh, I, I didn't threaten Gail King. I would never do that to a seventy-year-old woman. I was raised. I wasn't raised that way. Yada yada yada. And I'm sitting there going, "Well, you did threaten her. You said, like, on your first video, uh, back the f off, b or something like that." Yes, he did. Before we come before we come get you. And I was like, "What? What is that supposed to mean if not a threat?" That was a threat. Very plain and clear and obvious to me. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I really like how Susan Rice kept in, and all of a sudden, he, uh, the amazing Lucas said it best. He 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 became a kitten. He's not a Snoop Dogg anymore. He's a kitten. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, um, rolling back everything, and now for for apologizing, and, and it, this is just another example of all these gangster wannabes or or gangsters that are just flexing. They don't mean what they say. Um, like when Kanye West came out in support of Trump and. Dex Dillinger, the rapper, uh, came and they said, if you come to California, we're going to find you and kill you and all that stuff. Yeah. Daz? Oh, it's Daz. I'm, I'm not familiar with uh, right. all the rappers. But Daz Dillinger um, uh, came and made those videos talking about he was going to kill Kanye and, and that, that didn't come to be. Um, if you, I know you watched The Wire. Uh, yes. I don't know if you remember when uh, Prop Joe met Omar Little and he said, uh, if you steal from me, I'll kill your whole family. Yeah. And in the fourth season, he stole, Omar stole an entire shipment of drugs for Prop Joe, and he didn't do nothing. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I, yeah I, did, I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, he did say that because I, I remember that scene when they were, they were out there in public, and then Omar was meeting with Stringer, like in the neutral ground, and yeah. then Prop Joe set it up, and then Omar stole all the heroin from Joe. Then he came to his shop where he had all the clocks at, knocked on the door, yeah. And Method Man was in there, and somebody else, and uh, Slim Charles. <laughs> Slim Charles was in there, yep. And then he was like, "Hey, man, I got I got some Joseph sale. Are you buying?" And then then he sold it to him for like uh, twenty on a dollar or something crazy. That was yeah. yeah, good point. But yeah, that this is what this is. Snoop Dogg has to realize this isn't the early '90s anymore. This is he's a he's a he's a TV star. He's a he's a He's a celebrity. Many people look up to him, and for him to act this way is just, especially when he's flexing, it's just embarrassing. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And uh, let's see how much time we got. I think a final note. I want to talk about the Oscars for a moment because I find all of this whole uh, virtue signaling very interesting. Like during the Oscars, you had people talk about climate change. Like the, I think the one of the voice actors for Frozen 2 
I got to ask him how much, uh, how much, how many, car- how much carbon emission was wasted trying to make the film, or uh, <laughs> I mean, all those computers, or that entire show, and the lights and the cameras and stuff. I'm curious as to that. I mean, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of uh, resources, a lot of things that go into a film that uh, people could use in a third world country to starve in. I mean, all those all those millions of dollars, capitalism, oh my goodness, they need, need to have uh, food and shoes and whatnot in all these places. But, you know, they, they can't have that because you got it. According to them, that's what they would say. You know, it's, it's always, that's always how they are. Do as I say, never as I do. Yeah, it, it's like uh, when George uh, Aite went to Zimbabwe and one of the ministers there said, socialism is what's mine is mine, but what's yours we share. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's okay when I do, it's okay when the left does it, but not when you do it. Correct. Um, but uh, the movie Parasite, which is a Korean film, and there was a director I kind of admired to an extent. Um, he did an interview where he talked about that film was representative of capitalism in Korea. And I which is very interesting because uh, this film made a huge profit in the box office. And they're capitalizing on it even more by making an American HBO show. <laughs> with, with, with lo and behold, Mark Ruffalo, the, uh, the Robin Hood tax man, uh, the guy who's against Wall Street and all that stuff. So I guess uh, capitalism is pretty good, huh? Yeah, when it benefits. And anti-capitalist capitalists. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've stopped watching the Oscars, man. The last time I watched the Oscars was when, uh, Leo won for The Revenant, um, which I liked, uh, it was a great film. Um, afterwards I just stopped because I, I didn't care for the Oscars. I'm like, I don't want to delegate anybody to an awards show like that. I think that lots of people make good performances and that you don't need a venue to express your politics and to just select a certain winner based on that. I think that's a... It, uh, George C. Scott called it a meat parade, and I kind of agree with him with that. Right, I'm with you. All right, well, I'm going to cluck out. Uh, I'll be in chat, and I'll talk to you later, ABL. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, peace. See you later, chat. Peace. All right, shout out to my man Jordan for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And you guys under Jordan number, the call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434 658 one two two zero is right there on the ticker and is also in the description box below the video. But let me get to the next call and let's go to six seven eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Six seven eight. Going once, going twice. All right. Seven zero two. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yes, hi. Uh, this is uh, the San Francisco guy. All righty, man. What's going on? How are you doing tonight, Mr. Logan? Everything is great. Can't complain. Well, I got a little song to sing. Take me a second. London Breed is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Breed is falling down. Yes, once again, a, a California female politician is disgracing our state. How this time? Sleeping once again with a subordinate, cheating the public out of $5,000 worth of money, not cleaning up the crap in the streets and handing out needles. Boy, she's had a productive year this year. What a disgrace. What is it with these women? Can't they stop sleeping with these ugly guys? <laughs> 
I mean, have you seen Mohammed or whatever that dude's name is? He, jeez, uh, he makes Mean Joe Green look good. Let me tell you something also. Camilla Harris, she also sleeping. I don't get it. I mean, can't they just keep it in their pants? <laughs> Secondly, but you had a video on grinding my gears about the limited bail, the, um, the no bail system. Let me tell you something. When I was growing up in Brooklyn, here was the bail system we had. If a lady got assaulted in the street and somebody took her pocketbook, the, what the cop would do would be walking over quietly, bring him into an alley, give him the business end of a nightstick, and then after he's spitting up blood, would bring him in the station and book him. There was no bail, no parole, and no judgment. And I'll tell you something. My mom, my sister, and everybody else walked the streets at 10, 11, or 12 o'clock at night without interference. Now you got uh, you got Michael Corleone up there in Albany, and you got uh, Bill de Blasio over there, you know, the virtual signaling man. Look, I know he's married to, uh, to you know, he's married. Well, I'm not. I'm married to a, a woman of color. Let me tell you something. That doesn't virtual signal anything, de Blasio. You stink. You're turning New York into a graveyard, and I'll tell you how you're doing it. You're letting creeps out on bail. What you're going to start having is New York like it was in 1975 until Charles Bronson type of people start vigilante justice again. I mean, how many times are the American public going to put up with it? I don't know. Thirdly, let me tell you something. Uh, somebody in Nevada told me recently that uh, sexual harassment claims have jumped 50% in state workers, and they're hailing it as a good thing. I'll tell you something. That is a disgrace because what they're doing is they're nailing people to the wall in order to get uh, judgments against people for sexual harassment. How can you honestly say that people harassing people is a good thing? No, it's not. It's a good thing for the Human Resources Department who otherwise sit on their fat asses watching YouTube videos all day. That's what they're good for. And that is a disgrace. Lastly, let me tell you something. This country's going to pot, and people better wake up. I'll tell you. The no-bail system, California going, Brad the Pitts making a speech about Trump. What the hell does he know about Trump? He hasn't made a decent movie in 50 years, and all of a sudden he's going to tell people, well, I think that Donald Trump should be doing this, or the Congress should be doing that. Let me tell you something, Pitts. The only thing you do now is make movies that nobody watches. Maybe you should go back to honest movie making. Hollywood itself is even going to pot. Birds of prey, dark fate. Geez, when are they going to wake up? Nobody wants to see your virtual insignia movies anymore. And lastly, I want to say that it that uh, going back to London Breed, I'll tell you something. It's Baltimore versus San Francisco, but not the Ravens against the 49ers. It's Baltimore versus San Francisco, and who could be the crappiest city in America? You've got Dr. Seuss over there, that woman who sold books, children's books, making $300,000 on the backs of taxpayers. Now you've got London Breed, and who's going to trust a person with a name that sounds like a noun, a first name? That's what they're London. Who the hell means anybody London? Let me tell you something. The only London she has, she should be locked up in the tower with the princes. She's a disgrace to San Francisco and the 
soon as she's out, the better. And all I have to say is I hope you have a great weekend. Try to save the planet. And please, and by, and by the way, one, one last thing. Did you hear about how Bernie Sanders was pranked on the phone by those two Russian pranksters? Yes, I did, did you hear, hear about, about that. that. Yes. Let me tell you something. If you listen to the phone call, it sounds like that 80-year-old seltzer salesman from Brooklyn is a darting old fool. He would, he would get a vote from anybody. He would even get a vote from, from, from Adolf Hitler if he was alive and voting. The Democratic Party is a disgrace. And please, please, somebody get me out of San Francisco before I turn liberal again. Now I have to go back to the coffee shop and start my work again. We got three chess players a transvestite in here tonight. That's who I have to deal with. They don't even buy anything. They go in the bathroom, they come out, they don't even wash their hands, and they sit there playing chess like Russian communists. It is a disgrace here, and I am sick of it. Good night, sir. Thank you for the call. Wow. I mean, I just, I just let him, I just let him go and just say whatever he wants, basically, for the most part. Shout out to the caller from. San Francisco by way of BKNY, Brooklyn, New York. But he's right about that. I mean, back in the day, like all, all this stuff, all this, you know, social initiatives, all that kind of stuff, just, it just didn't exist back then, back in the day. You get your head stomped in right quick, then you get uh, processed. You get, get locked up. This whole thing about, oh, no bail. Okay, you robbed a bank, but we'll let you go. Oh, you home invaded, but we'll let you go. Or you killed somebody while you were drunk driving, we'll let you go. That type of thing. Oh, it's not really that bad. You know, the manslaughter case wasn't really that bad. He didn't mean to kill somebody. What? What are we even talking about? But yeah, he's right on point. 1,000%. And thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, please hit the like button. Share the video as well. I most certainly appreciate you for doing that. Super Chats on deck. Thank you to Brian Nolan, who says, show ABO some love by tipping them right now. Hey, that's a very good uh, thank you said there. Thank you for that. Shout out to Colette, who says, Anthony for president. Well, thank you very much for your donation and your very kind words. Grace Fang says, not all gay people are on the left or want to destroy the family. Some of us want to be left alone and not be a point of conversation. You're right about that. I have met some gay folks that are just like that. They're not even really tripping. They're just cool. I met this gay couple when I went to the Trump rally here in Chattanooga and they were just like regular people. Like you, you wouldn't even know they were gay. It, it was just, they were just chilling, you know? And that's what I can respect. If you gay, that's your business. It's not my life. But if that's you just being a, norm, a normal human, that's all that we ask for. That's all that anybody, that's all I ask for from anybody. Just be a normal human being. That's it. Shout out to Donna B or What's that? Donna D? I'm tripping. Dyslexia or something. I don't know what's going on. Shout out to Donna D who says, keep up the good work, ABL. Thank you for that. I most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to Hanzo who says, ABL, discard some of these defeatist sounding Republicans, please. They can never get to the point and constantly whining about why Trump didn't do this and that when they sit on the sidelines crying. Hey, I didn't say it. I'm just reading my man, Super Chat. Thank you for that. I most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to T-Bone MMA who says, Jim Carrey, let me tell you something. <laughs> Shout out to you, man, for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. And you guys on the drill, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me get to the next call. 678, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Nicholas. Can you hear me now? I hear you well. 
Hello? Awesome. Fantastic. Sorry, I need to scream there. My AirPods kind of start to die on me. Uh, uh, I actually, uh, I, I'm on note that. English, slow down. Uh, I'm Grace Fang in chat. I actually just sort of read my, my super chat thing there. Okay. Um, I've, I've been wanting to call for a while because I see a lot of people in the chat always talking about how, you know, like, gay people this and gay people that. And it's 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 kind of frustrating, but I totally get where they're coming from because there are a lot of gay people who are kind of crazy. A lot of them are really crazy. I'm, I'm not one of them, thankfully. Uh, but I always try to get across to people, especially people who are conservative, that – uh, you know, my, my personal view on homosexuality in general is that we're, and I said in chat too, that we're, we're an aberrant, you know, we're an aberration. We're not supposed to be the norm. And I try to get this across to people who I know on the left that, hey, you know, be, be happy, be yourself, whatever, but don't sit there and try to prop it up or try to, I guess, you know, share it to the world. Nobody cares. Just keep it, keep it together. Keep it to yourself. And it's, it's just, it's not the norm. But I see a lot of hate in the channel as well, and it's just like, ah, come on, guys. I get it. You're not, you're not a huge fan of me, not a huge fan of the rest of the gay people. That's cool. But not all of us are out to kill you or get you or be crazy. It's just, you know, take a step back for a second, you know? I, I think the main thing is with some of the – just, just the extremists, just the people that, you know, the drag queen story time, uh, you know, just weird things, especially with kids. Like my, my thing, like I said in the video about uh, uh, Dwayne – Dwayne Wade's son, daughter, whatever he wants to call himself. I'm like, okay, I understand if somebody wants to be an adult and do whatever they want to do, but I don't think a 12-year-old should be transgender. I don't think that parents should be encouraging that kind of behavior. I don't think that parents should be giving their kids puberty blockers and stuff like that because I got an email from somebody that uh, actually transitioned and regrets it. So it's like when you're a child, oh, yeah, the suicide alley is crazy. Oh, it's, it's crazy. So when you're a child, these types of things shouldn't really be discussed. So if somebody's an adult and they want to do something like that, that's their business. But my my core issue is with when kids get involved. I don't know about anybody else, but that's my issue. Yeah, I totally agree on that. Uh, just really fast. I have a quick theory on on homosexuality in general. I, I'm a programmer and. In programming, and I, I kind of view the universe like that. I know you're not quite religious. I don't know what your views on God are, but I do believe in God. I'm not quite, I'm not religious, uh, but I do view God as a program, right? As, you know, through the lens of programming. And in programming, we handle errors. And, you know, DNA essentially is a program. It creates a human being. And errors are handled in specific ways. Sometimes the body naturally aborts. Sometimes it doesn't. And we see the results. It's kind of sad. But... Sometimes errors are handled and they're quiet errors. Well, I, I believe that homosexuality is a quiet error, that we're still functional, we're still a human being, but we're not quite, I guess, I want to say normal, but that sounds terrible. But yeah, essentially, we're not, uh, we're not like everybody else, essentially. And it's, and it's, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I like to pass on to people that, hey, you know, we're, we're, I don't know where I was going with that, sorry. But I just wanted to kind of share that idea. No, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm, basically, I'm like a lot of your callers. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming <laughs> from. Like basically, it's, it's like, you know, there's an abnormality. There, there's just something that is not like most people. It, it's just something that's different. Most people are going to be heterosexual, and that's it. But some are just not going to be that way from, from your point of view. It's like there's there's some just some abnormalities that exist. That's not anything else other than that. It's not like this grand thing to celebrate. It's just, it is what it is, basically. 
yeah, essentially, I look at myself that, hey, my, my, my general purpose in life, or just life in general, is to, you know, reproduce and carry on your genetic code. And for some odd reason, something in my DNA maybe says, hey, don't pass on your genetic code. And I'm looking at that going, okay, I understand. I'm not going to. Right. I mean, perhaps that's a, a natural way of it handling an error, that it goes, hey, don't pass this along, but you can still be functioning. And I'm like, yes, I can still function. <laughs> but I'm not going to pass along anything. So yeah. right. Anyway, I just wanted to call about that. Thank you so much for being on. You're you're, you're awesome. I watch you all the time. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good night. Same to you. All righty. Shout out to the caller and thank you all for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, please like the video. You guys on the drill. The number to call is four three four six five eight one two two zero. Let me get to the next call here. Let's go. Okay, hold on. Let me get the next caller. I got him two zero six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, uh, hold on one second. Let me turn turn off your uh, volume. ABL, this is Dougie uh, <laughs> from the Bootleg Crew. Uh, you call me Dougie Delecto, right? Uh, All righty, man. What's what's going on? How's everything going? <laughs> Everything's going real good, man. I mean, you know, as good as it can go in the inner city. Um, I, uh, I was just, uh, yeah, I just had some ideas about, uh, well, first off, I don't want to talk about the Hillary, you know, 99% of the guys, you know, when they heard yoga pictures, they said, I don't want to know anything about Benghazi, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, uh, Pelosi, you know, uh, she needs some fix it in, man. Just, you know, she needs some fix it. It looked like Skeletor from He-Man, you know, uh, uh, Crypt Keeper, you know, I I would like to play cards with her, man. You'd know every time she got a bad hand. You know, those things would start flopping around. <laughs> queen, queen of the wrap-up smear, right? That's right. Uh, and, you know, she was uh, Miss Lubrack in 1951, wearing a swimsuit and a Jiffy Lube, if you've never seen that picture. I have not. <laughs> yeah, 51. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, you know, I just wanted to say you should be really proud of your platform, man. Uh, hey, you know what you is? You use the, sh- the free Shabakadu. <laughs> you know, you're, you're really cool, man. I like listening to you. Uh, too bad it's uh, dinner time on the on the West Coast, man. When you do your shows, so uh, uh, yeah, you know, I have some ribs and fall asleep. But um, <laughs> I, I wanted to, uh, I just wanted to bring up, you know, the economy. Oh, oh, by the way, last time I called, sorry, I sounded like um, like Obi Wan Kenobi when they blew up Alderaan. Um, coronavirus is really bad. I feel for those people, and uh, I just think it's a good investment. Uh, you know, to have food, you know, I don't, I think the economy is going to get affected. Uh, but, uh, about that, uh, Avenatti, uh, he tried to, he ripped off a guy who was paraplegic. He took the settlement that he got and started spending it himself. Did you know about that? I didn't know about that. That was terrible. I mean, you gotta be a a real, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a real scumbag to do something like that. Yeah, no, man, that's the kind of thing, like we need to restart rethinking, you know, the punishments. I mean, you know, that, and that's really the issue. You know, you got, you got a caller, you know, who's trying to talk about the, the wage gap, the disparity. I could destroy Trump's economy to you right now if you want me to spend the next few minutes talking about the everything bubble, misery indexes, and the Fed probability ratios. You know, a recession, you know, things were perfect before the dot-com bubble. Things were perfect right before 2008. It all depends on are you talking about next month or are you talking about next year? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the global economy and that's totally different. Uh, but, but if you look at all of the scenario, all the things going on, uh, 
I could talk for for a long time, um, but I'd rather just uh, keep it positive. You know, um, th- that's you know that's really the thing is uh, you know people make bad choices and then they get addicted to drugs and uh, I don't know. To me, I kind of like the idea of all those you know people in the penthouses knowing that they live in Gotham. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we should hide you know the the homeless. Um, and then that, that's really the point is that what people are trying to say is the Pentagon should not be getting a whole bunch of money if they can't even protect uh, our children from, you know, trafficking. You know, they can't even protect us from, you know, literally domestic terrorist threats within, you know, CIA, FBI, DOJ. You know, the Pentagon's the only one with the technology to clean that up. And uh, so, you know, ideally I'd be a... Uh, fiscal conservative but once reagan passed the one trillion mark with reaganomics uh there's no going back you you know if you're going to print the money out of thin air um i'd like to see more of it go to the poor than to the bankers so that they can bail out banks in other countries and then you know the top stocks so you know when people are talking about disparity it's hard for them to talk about it because nobody really wants to get into economics it's really boring uh (laughs) but um i just thought I thought that explanation would uh, work for you, and uh, that. And Sheena said that she wanted some real men right now, so I figured I'd oblige mm-hmm. in your chat room. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, you know, the, you know what I'd do for uh, Greta Thunberg? What's that? I'd uh, if I had a billion dollars, I'd buy her a P fifty one airplane. It's a water engine. Uh, she should. Uh, she should get an Aquatune for her car and look up hydrogen. And then remember, it's not dangerous if you don't try to store it and you just burn it the moment you make it. Uh, but uh, and that's you know that helped us win the war, you know, World War II in the Pacific because you can get farther on a tank of water than you can on a tank of gas, no CO2. But spoiler alert, CO2 is like ozone. You know, it it reflects UVC rays, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, North Pole's moving towards Russia. We're getting wonky weather, um, and uh, and so yeah, you, you know, just hey, food's a good investment, and uh, you know, hey, Admiral Rogers, General Flynn, twenty twenty four, rest in peace, Lavoy Finnegan. And uh, anything, anything you want to ask me? I'm from San Francisco. Oh yeah, shout out to the San Francisco barista. He came around. He really had me going. I thought he was serious, man. Back in back in the days when he was uh, always like serious sarcastic he stayed in character but yeah he's uh he's been going off he should change his uh area code from vegas though from vegas uh that's that's the area code number that he calls with so no doubt. either way hey man uh always good talking to you glad i uh got through this time and uh and you know peace all your uh to you and yours all right thank you for the call man definitely appreciate you hey have a great night bro all right, bye. All right shout out to the caller uh, thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. We got a lot of calls on the on the line here. I'm gonna try to get to everybody as soon as I can. Let's go to uh, let's see eight two eight on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi there. This is Janie from North Carolina. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. About yourself? I'm doing good. I tried and tried last week to get or Wednesday to get on, but never did. So I'm just gonna go over briefly you know, what I was going to talk about on Wednesday. And it was the coronavirus and how 
the media and everybody has lied to us about how bad it is in China that they have 500 million people in quarantine, which is more people than in the U.S. and Canada combined. And that there was a doctor that was on there, and he's already left China. But uh, he was the one who was saying that uh, uh, that they lied about it and how bad it is. He said that at first they only had one crematorium, crematorium mm-hmm. there in that city, and now they're using 49. Wow. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're taking and they're cremating. 1,200 people a day Wow! In, in each one. And then I watched a video where the police literally were welding apartments shut. They did ask them if they had enough rice and vegetables. And they were going to give them food. But after that, then they took these bars, and, you, and you, I literally watched them so that no one could get out. And uh, then I saw on TV where the stock market fell Friday because of the, I guess it's the the disease control people had said that it will be here. I mean, it will get here. And well, there's already, you know, confirmed cases, but uh, uh, because of that, that the stock market failed. But then I heard that president Trump said that, um, it should be over. This crisis should be over by April once it warms up. I don't know how in the world that would work, but that's what he said. All right, so the coronavirus is what I was wanting to talk about on Wednesday because it's really, really bad, and I caution people, you know, just be safe. We wear, and we look stupid, but we wear face masks to Walmart because that's a huge place, and there's so many people there. But you know what? People stay away from us, too. They look at us, but, you know, they'll go to the next aisle. But uh, then I was listening to you on your commentary talking about the catch, kind of Nobel release deal. Yes. And how somebody had somebody had robbed bank. He'd been arrested a hundred times. Well, the guy now, that the guy that oh, robbed the bank was not the same person that got arrested a hundred times. But one guy did rob a oh. bank and got released, and then he went out and robbed another bank and got arrested again. That's just crazy. I mean, that's like. You know, to me, that just encourages people to, you know, to steal more than what they're already stealing because they're not going to really get in any trouble. You know, in California, I heard that, you know, if if it's less than $950 or something like that or $900 in California, you get a citation. That's right. Yes. Like, like a parking ticket. Yep. And so people are breaking into cars and selling stuff over and over and over again. And it, it's like no jail or nothing. You just get a citation and that's it. It's crazy. I mean, that things like that is what will deteriorate America as we know it. Yes. Now, here in Burke County, where I live, you know, that stuff don't happen. They're kind of like what you were talking, the guy that said that if somebody, you know, somebody stole your purse and a policeman could come by. Yeah, I could see these policemen, you know, hitting you on the head with their their stick and taking the pocketbook away and then put you in jail. Right. You know, they don't play around here. But I just think that's part of uh, the democratic way of destroying America from within. It's just awful. And then the immigration. Um, 
Carlton Carlton Tucker done a a piece on the New Way Forward Act. Have you heard about that? I've I've heard about it, but I've not looked into it yet. Okay, there's 41 41 Democrats have signed off on this bill. And it's almost like it makes an illegal uh, immigrant free to do whatever they want to do. And you can't get rid of them. Mm. And if you do deport them, then you have to pay the plane ticket to get them back. Another way to destroy America from within. And how the American people don't see this. How the Democrat people that vote Democrat every single time it comes up, they cannot see how bad the world's getting. You know, I'm 60 years old and disabled. But, you know, when I was young, we left our doors open all the time. Never locked the door. Never knew a time that we locked the doors. Now you have to put two locks on your house and a security system. It's just, it, it's awful. And I feel like that when the census, the 2020 census comes out, that for the people that are not going to count their illegals, I think the federal government should only give them enough benefits, whatever they give them, for the number of people that they have. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got a million you know, illegals there, then you're going to be short on school funding, you know, whatever funding they give. And so, you know, then the city itself, New York City, or these sanctuary cities will start having to, you know, pick that deal up. Maybe they'll do something. You know, I don't mind. I've worked around uh, immigrants and, and fine people, but they came over the right way. You know, they really did. So... That's my rant for today. I think you do a great job, and I really appreciate you letting me have my, you know, my, my say out there. I thank you for the but, call. Oh, I got one. Go ahead. I got one more thing. Go ahead. ABL. Okay. The last thing I wanted to say was that uh, I watched a documentary on uh, Tubi TV. It's a free streaming service. Mm-hmm. The documentary was called incest and the whole show was about uh pedophiles real pedophiles telling their stories and you know the man the man had already said you know you're going to be on tv your face will be out there and if you don't want to do it get up and leave but you know it was awful it was absolutely awful but the doctor there said that one in six little girls get molested that's crazy they're young that's crazy and one in seven little boys. So people, I mean, my my grandchildren, I mean, we don't let them go anywhere that people really need to watch their children and who are around their children because some of these pedophiles look like just an everyday Joe that was just a really nice person. And, you know, so folks, you got to watch your children at all costs. That's right. And, and do all that you can do. And if you see somebody that looks like that, that looks out of place with a child, please call somebody. You know, to me, I would call the law. I just would. And if they're not doing anything or whatever, then you know they'll be going away. You know, what I'm saying. But I do appreciate it, and and guys really do keep on your kids. It's awful out there. All right, that was it, Abel. I appreciate your time, and you're such a good man. And I know someday you're going to be in office for something. I think it may be there in Tennessee, but I think you'll go far. Uh, Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you.
Okay. Have a good night. All right. Great call. Great call. And thank you all for being here. Most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Jericho Green in the chat. Thank you for the super chat, uh, Jericho. And you guys, I don't know if you not subscribed to Jericho Green, but you're missing out. Uh, my man has a great channel over there. A lot of good content. Subscribe to my man Jericho Green right now. And the super chat says California is a diaper fire. You know, that, that's terrible. You know, I don't heard uh, dumpster fire, but diaper fire, that's a whole different level of nasty right there. <laughs> but thank you for the super chat, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to uh, one very who just says, ABL, keep speaking the truth, even if it's ugly. Oh, 1,000%. I can't do nothing but that, man. I, I just got to be myself all the time. Thank you to my man, Killer Sushi 99 who says, ABO, what is a lying dog-faced pony soldier? I heard a man with dementia say it the other day. Any ideas? <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, man. Definitely appreciate you. And I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know what that is. You know, I don't know. He, he said he got it from a movie from, like, the 50s. I mean, all these guys' references are from, like, his childhood. Like, can we get some more current stuff here, sir? I know you ain't been in the average tower that long to not have any kind of new references. Go watch a movie or something. But anyway, thank you for the super chat, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Bill Monahan who says, great callers tonight. Yes, a lot of great callers, 1,000%. And did I get everybody? I think I did. Yes, I did. All right, let's get to the next call. And 352, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Brian Stelter. Is it seltzer? I don't know. My husband knows. Um, I just wanted to talk about Bloomberg and Hillary running. And, um, oh, oh, hold on. What am I supposed to say, Hillary? Oh, yeah. Um, she's the best, and she can be our next queen. And we're not supposed to talk about Mrs. Maxwell. Oh, yeah. And, um... Everyone should not go and check out ABL's website and his Patreon. And, yep. Okay. Brian Stelter here. Bye. Thank you. All right. Uh, so that was a little Brian Stelter that came in and, and called uh, <laughs> super randomly. On, uh, okay. Shout out to whoever that was. But you guys are wow in the chat. Hilarious. All right, let's go to the next call. Let's do, uh, hold on here, one second. All right, call you on the line. After seven, who am I speaking to? Oh, Mr. Logan, my name is Bill Monaghan. I'm in uh, Springfield. But yeah, I wanted to say you had some great callers tonight. Um, uh, a couple guys remind me of, I don't know if you get to see many other YouTubers, but uh, one guy reminded me of the Where We Go One guy, and... Uh, the other guy reminded me of Gerald Salente. And then there was another caller talking about how he felt like um, his, uh, he was a programmer and just saw his gender preference as kind of like an error in programming, but still functional. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a great way to look at it. But I also think, and he sounds like a great guy, and I just think, too, that you can still contribute to, you know, the advancement of the species, even if you're not having kids yourself, you know what I mean? I think they're, you know, and he's definitely sound like the kind of guy who would want to do that, you know, but, uh, no, some great callers tonight, but I did want to say, you know, on the Avenatti thing, I, I kind of agree with what a lot of people are saying, I think. And to me, it's that he got busted for going after Nike, you know, a multinational corporation that has slave labor in or virtual slave labor in China and, 
sells anti-American sentiment with this whole kneeling thing, you know. Um, but he did far worse to a paralyzed guy and walked away from that. No, you know, as far as I know, he didn't get in much trouble over that. And uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts on you know how Andrew McCabe how they decided not to press charges. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, um, and that just. Be honest, I don't want to talk about how I feel about it because I'm so mad about it. I'll just sound crazy. And I'm, and but I wanted to ask you: Is it because the grand jury wouldn't, you know what I mean, wouldn't press charges, or did the DOJ just drop it? Because you know, I'm, I'm just wondering where that went wrong. I guess, and maybe I'm wrong about my sentiment that this guy was clearly guilty, and this is a two-tiered justice system, you know. Uh, I don't know what happened exactly. That's a good question. I don't know if it, if it was dropped by the DOJ or if the grand jury didn't press charges. I, I think I saw that it got dropped by the DOJ, but don't quote me on that because I'm not exactly sure. Well, I thought I saw too, but, but you know, I thought it was before a grand jury. Maybe, yeah, so I don't know. But actually, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm still really, I don't know much about it and I'm mad about it. So <laughs> I don't want to get into it too much. But and that's all I had really had to say is about those two cases and yeah you had some great calls tonight and you do great work i appreciate your time and hey, thank you for the call man definitely appreciate you you bet take care all right shout out to the caller great call let's get to the next call here let's go all right nico what's happening uh hi anthony how have you been everything's been good man about yourself yeah you know just well, it rains at pours, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm still alive, so what's he do? Um, yeah, I mean, I know I wanted to say this about that caller, that old lady that was 60 years old, and she said something about pedophiles. I want to talk about something, Anthony. You know that, I know this might be slightly outdated, but you know that trans child molester that was released from prison because he claimed he was female or whatever it was? Uh, did he get, I don't, I don't remember this. Did, did he actually get released from prison because of that? No, no. You know, that trans, you were talking oh, yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. The, the, the person that, um, yeah, they're getting let out because they said that they've transitioned and, and they're, they're not a threat anymore. Yeah, I, I remember that. Let me ask you this. How did he survive the prison system? Because if, if you're a child molester going to prison, there's like, there's, there is almost no next to never guarantee you will survive because even in the prison system, see that child, because people who are convicted for gang violence or murder or such, not they will gain up on you simply because you're a child molester because they actually have their own moral boundaries. Yeah. See what, what happens is they get, they, they get put into um, a, a special place for themselves. Like they get, they, they, don't, they don't get put in regular population. They get put in what, what they call a, a chomo yard. So they, they get put by themselves sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Well, yeah, but that probably depends on what, what part of the region or sometimes it varies. Yes. Prison, yes. Prison system varies state to state, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, even from what I hear, sometimes the guards secretly do this on purpose because sometimes the guards. Even though the guards aren't guaranteed to protect them twenty four seven, but in a sort of sense, they in a they kind of do this on purpose and leave them out some in a way of leaving them out in the open. Right. Mm. But but you know what? Um, there was also that one. There was also that one thing that I want to say this that 
you know with that um racism with that um university racism with that black girl with too many white folks and yada 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 that sort of stuff yes i know i'm kind of going for the same times and you said something that wasn't her fault it's society's fault but the more but whatever since i keep thinking about that that subject comes back to me i always think to myself you know man i could have gone down that same path if i if i haven't dropped out of college and i work these blue collar jobs that pay me more than 15 that pay me like 16 dollars an hour so to hell with your 15 dollar minimum wage laws Right, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, you you want to go in that system, it can be it can be kind of weird in college and whatnot. Yeah, and I and it's the all a blue collar job which has which doesn't need a degree, which had needs no college, it just needs a high school diploma. It's the ultimate cure to college communism. There it is, exactly. Because most of these people, they don't even have jobs, yet alone they haven't earned their own. They haven't earned their own salary right mm. i mean and um that's pretty much all that's kind of what i would say right there but oh yeah and, and another thing is that have you heard about what's going on in los angeles right now with the homeless crisis uh is there is there any new updates it's been kind of a, a thing that's been going on for a long time what's what's new with the crisis well basically you know how the homeless people are trashing businesses Tra- trashing small and local businesses. Well, guess what, Anthony? You and you know how some of the business, a lot of the business owners are putting up fences to try to keep the homeless from bringing death and destruction. Well, here's something else that's very insidious: is that the city of Los Angeles is actually fining business owners for putting up fences to keep out the home. They're, they're putting up fences to try to keep out the homeless. Ah, okay. Now, how is that going? Is it is it working properly? They keep repeat, and here's the other thing: if and every time the bonus, every time the business owners they keep doing it over and over again, the fine is going to keep on increasing if they keep on repeating that offense. Hold on, so they're they're putting up fences and they're being fined for the fences. Yes, they are. Wow, so just trying to protect their business and to protect their property, that's not allowed. No, it's not. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's there's also that. There's, it's, it's, it's kind of it's also that the fact that um that that it's also I think it's all I'm not sure but I think it's also illegal to sleep in your car in Los Angeles too I do know that's illegal to sleep in your car in Berkeley right yeah mm. uh, but that's that's something else and oh and one more and another thing I wanted to say I know this is a bit more lighthearted but have you heard about the have you heard about the movie war between Birds of Prey and Sonic the Hedgehog? A movie war? No, I've not heard about that. Movie? I wouldn't say it's a war, really, but basically, you you know about the movie Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Even though I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. basically, it, it has beat the... By long shot, it's already beat Birds of Prey by... It's already beat Birds of Prey at the Birds of Prey at the box office, and basically the media is trying is trying to make trying to hope that Sonic the Hedgehog fails. And one of the best examples is that the BBC actually called Sonic fans entitled. They call it entitled. Why? I don't understand. Like, okay, first of all, <clears throat> what what is Birds of Prey? Like, what is that about? Birds of Prey. It's the Harley, the live action Harley Quinn. Oh, I see. I see. So it's the whole feminist thing going on, right? 
Yeah, and you know how the cycle, you know how the cycle pretty much goes, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you got a bunch of incel gamer men that don't like women. You know that type of BS. Well, yeah, and that, that's also the same. That's also got the same thing with um, because I noticed this even with Netflix when I'm playing a lot. There's also reasons why I don't delete my Netflix, but with all these reboots, it always seems that whenever there's a great show out there, especially, have you heard of a show called Daredevil? I've heard of that, yes. It's a great show, by the way, but they already canceled it after season three, simply because it was a good show, but yet they're putting Fuller House, yet they've been renewing these lesser shows like Fuller House into uh, for a couple more seasons. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I heard about Fuller House. I saw someone in the preview. I was like, it doesn't even look good for the preview. So if it doesn't look good for the preview, how was the show going to look good? So, yeah, I heard I heard Daredevil was great, though. I heard it was fantastic. I don't have time to really watch TV like that, but I heard it was really good. Fuller House, I could tell, was not good. Same with the Castlevania anime. That's also a gem on Netflix, too. Cause I've, I've seen that. Why... I've seen that. That is good. Yeah, there's a reason why I don't delete my Netflix. Because, <laughs> trust me, you're always going to find a lot of gems. And then there's a lot more gems than trash out there. Keep that in mind. Right. But that's all I got to say, Anthony. I've been really busy, but I just wanted to show that I'm still alive and I'm doing pretty well so far. Well, stay like that, man. Keep on rocking. Hey, good luck in yourself, man. All right. Thank you for the call. Thank you to my man Nico for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. I turned off the wrong thing and it's fine. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to turn off the, um, the Skype, not my, not my camera. But yeah, all I really watch my my show. I don't I don't have time to watch any TV really. Like when I'm watching TV, I'm watching news and sports. That's it, and it's eighty percent, seventy to eighty percent news, just so I can see what the mainstream media is talking about. And then I watch basketball. That's pretty much it. Uh, but what I do watch when it's on is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you don't, if you can watch one anime, it's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's what you gotta just just stick with that, and you'd be just fine. Start from the first season and work your way on through. It's it's great. It's really good. Japanese stuff, they don't get into the SJW narrative. It's it's funny. It's action-packed. That's a good show. Okay? I don't want to see nothing with the SJW narrative and all kind of pretentious political stuff in it. Just give me a good, entertaining show. That's all I want. But let's get to the next call. Nipping, what's happening? Let me just put, yeah, yeah, not much. Um, so yeah, um, Hillary to return? No, just don't. Don't waste your time. It'll yeah. be a landslide. Four hundred plus electoral votes. I'm calling it now. Yes, absolutely. Trump will pick up all of Maine, New Hampshire, probably Minnesota as well. Oh, that that'd be. I want to see, um, like, election day when the results roll in. I really want to see all the, the, the formerly blue states turn red. That's what I really want to see. That'd be great. I want to see something like this. Um, the 1984 election, where everything was red apart from Minnesota. That's right. That's what I want to see. That was between uh, Walter Mondale and Ronald Reagan. Yep. Here we go. If you can see it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember how the mat was. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty red. Pretty ugly. Imagine, imagine the meltdown if that happened with Donald Trump. Oh, the the, the screeching would be at an all time high. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> That's right, man. No, it's not Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> what you got? Some soda or something? What's it's, up? What's going? It's cola. It's cola. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Um, Trump to deport more illegals. Well done. Obama would have been too scared to do that. Yeah, but see, the thing about it was Obama was a big time deporter, but he was also a big time importer. What? Yeah, he he was a big time deporter. <laughs> yeah, if, if if you said that to the left, they'd be like, oh no, he didn't deport anybody. <laughs> You know those those uh those those quote unquote cages that the kids are in. Obama built those cages, but nobody said anything about that. Yeah, th those cages. They say, oh, Trump's a racist. Trump's a Nazi. They're they're putting children in concentration camps. That was Obama who did that, not Trump. That's right, one hundred percent. So yeah, um, now going down a. Few days, a Democrat gets red pilled live on television. Well, no, that that was that that was from a show. That that was one of my shows. It was it was just a clip from my show. Oh, you red pilled someone. I, I I believe I did red pill them because they they were trying to call in, being like kind of uh, combative, but I was able to make them see things my way. I, I think I did. Yes, thank you. <laughs> right, but if only. You could, you know what? I want to see balance. Balance. I don't want. So you know, I hate partisanship as much as the left does. I hate partisanship. I like seeing balance in Congress. I like seeing people agree with one another. Like parties working alongside each other. I don't like seeing. You, you know what I mean. I understand. Now Snoop Dogg apologizes to Gail King for an it what an Instagram outburst. What did he do? It's kind of a long story, but basically, um, remember the whole thing with uh, it's 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 a long story actually. You got to watch the video. I can't really say it in a short period of time. But basically, yeah. basically he came he came at uh, Gail King, Oprah's friend, in a very disrespectful way on Instagram. Because of what she did during the interview, she was asking about Kobe's rape allegation, and uh, Susan Rice didn't like that too much and said, "Snoop, you need to back the f off, sir." And he came out and apologized after that. So did he? Did he need to apologize? I mean, he probably got scared because of Susan Rice. You know, Susan Rice, she was in the Obama administration, the UN ambassador. So is she saying you need to back off? I don't know because I think she might have been instrumental in getting Gaddafi going drone striked. So, somebody like that tells you, sir, you need to back off. He might got he might have gotten a little bit scared and decided to apologize and back off. And now, and now, a few days ago, Michael Bloomberg was labeled as a racist for leaked audio commentary. Yeah. So, is he though? Nah, he's not a racist. He was just talking. Exactly. He was just talking about things that he was just telling the truth. People didn't. People don't like the truth all the time, and they want to label him as a racist. 
And I'm sw and I swear he didn't support Trump either. Well, he may have been he he was Trump's friend at a certain point because they used to go golfing together and everything else. But once he became conservative and ran as a Republican, then all of a sudden things changed. I swear Bloomberg is a Republican. And he he he's a New York Democrat that is not really gone to the right yet. Okay, but yeah, Rudy Giuliani used to be like the Michael Bloomberg. But he actually, did he not go fully to the right? He's on the right. I mean, uh, Bloomberg and Sleep Willie and Trump, they all used to go golfing. So they were all, you know, kind of like well, similar personalities. That's Sleep Willie, who yes. I did not sleep with my... Yes. With it's, 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 it's a picture of Bloomberg, Trump, Sleep Willie, and Giuliani all golfing together. Speaking of which, a, a lot of... There's a lot of news sources that claim that Bill Clinton actually encouraged Trump to run for president in the first place. I've not heard about well that. If he did. Well done if he did. <laughs> yeah, if way. he did, then, hey, shout out to him. Hats off to him. He did a very good thing, but I've not heard that. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. doubt it, but I've not heard it. But, yeah, that's that. And an elderly Trump supporter was attacked. I mean, how dare you? I mean, that's just... No, you don't do that. You don't attack people who, who have fought for your freedom. You just don't do that. Right, that's right. So what exactly happened? Uh, you, gotta watch, you gotta watch the videos, Nippin. Come on now. I, I had a busy week. I hear you, but it's, it's kind of a long story. You gotta watch it. So yeah, um, Jussie Smollett has been indicted again over fake news attack. I saw he was in the news a few few months ago as well. Yeah, he was, but he got reindicted because they're bringing the charges back up. It got dropped before, but now they're bringing it back up. So we'll see what happens, if anything. Hopefully something does happen. And now there was this University of Virginia student saying whites should leave because of what multi i'm sorry the whole point of multiculturalism is every culture and all of a sudden you can't have the, sorry that's not multiculturalism that's what democrats always accuse the republicans of that's racism that's right that's right there you go so yeah what exactly happened you gotta watch it, Nippy. Come on, like we got, we got limited. And matter of fact, I'm sorry, actually, we got like limited time. I gotta get to some more calls here. Yeah. Anyway, I shall see you. Actually, yeah, I have a week off next week from work, so I shall see you on Thursday. All right. Well, Thursday, Thursday, your time. Wednesday, my time. I got you, boss. Yeah. I'll see you then. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Peace. Peace. All right, shout out to Manchin before the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And thank you all for joining. The number to call is 434-658-1220-240. You're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, it's JB. What's up, brother? Everything's good, man. What's going on? Another day and a doubt. You're in there. I'm hustling. That's all we do. No doubt. Hey, bro. Congrats on that. I've seen your Valentine's Day post. I'm a Facebook friend. Congratulations. You and your lady look good together. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
so here they be pimping, pimping. Not really a pimp. No, not at all. Because cause she I'm is like, watching, so it, it, ain't, it ain't no pimping going on, you know, hey. Black, no, black. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saying, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to win it, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm happy for you, bro. You look so, y'all look, y'all look, y'all, y'all make a cute couple together. Well, you know what I'm saying, brother. But anyway, bro, Ilhamar is about to be gone. Because you heard about they, 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 they signed over 250,000. Uh, 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 people trying to uh, get her pushed out of office. You heard about that? Was it a petition going on? Yep. So uh, these people want they they want her to get off. They they weren't they were out of office. Well, like why? Not, not not surprised at all. Not surprised. Uh, you know because I'm not surprised at all either. She got a lot of problems. I mean, even for the people on the far left. I mean, you got some some big in me going on. You got some tax evasion, tax fraud, immigration fraud. I mean, you, she might be trying to get locked up behind all that. So, yeah, go ahead and get her out of office right now so it won't be a problem later when she gets arrested and locked up. Go for Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, though. Yep. Right now, you hit nail on the head with that. I'm not even mad at you, brother. I'm not even mad. Hey, and the thing about it is she's going down. When I say she's going down, the whole squad's going down. Have you noticed that? And then, and, 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 and did, you, did you hear Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer going all talking about uh, Trump's uh, payout bill, how wrong it was, and how how they got to get rid of Trump on, on that TV? I'm like, and then, that, then they're not making no good points about how to get why, why do you get rid of him? Did you hear about that? No, nah, but I mean, they they, they want to get rid of Trump just for the same reasons they always want to get rid of Trump. They they don't like him. They can't control him. It's, it's always been the same thing. Never, it ne- never has it changed. And it's so sick. I don't know how people can go through life hating somebody and then call somebody racist for no reason. It just makes me sick. It just sickens me. It sickens me. And then, and then on the flip side of everything is that 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 there's so many black Americans who fall for this ogie dog about, oh, yeah, uh, 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 the, the Donald Trump's racist. And then, and then he does something for black people. And then they say, then they say he's just trying to pander to us. What the hell do you think? What, what do you think Democrats are doing to us? By giving us free stuff? Oh yeah, here's some welfare, black people. Yeah, here's welfare. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, go ahead and take that. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and to me, ignorant black people understand that that's 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 a form of control there. Because you got black people trying to trying to fight to keep a thousand dollars in their pocket for free when you go out and make about thirty five four grand a month if you get out and work hard. Right. Does that make sense, you Not not a whole lot of sense. Yeah, brother, man, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just it's getting crazy out here, and then I'm and, and then I'm seeing the tide turning more and more black people are, are actually considering voting for Trump now because they they're actually opening their eyes. Right, I mean, I'm I'm seeing like, it. Uh, I, I can't I can't wait to the election day because you're going to see a, a big time shift in the in the voting pattern. Uh, like I, I I say, at least 16 percent black vote for Trump, which would be double. That'd be tremendous. If he gets that 16 percent vote. The Democratic Party is done. So then that means they're going to double down the Mexican vote, and they're going. To, and what they're going to do is they're going to they're, 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 these sovereign states. They're going to try to make them like, like so easy to get anything they want. Wouldn't you agree? You, you said what now? They'll make everything so easy for these uh, immigrants to get over here. Oh yeah, that's what they, they want. I mean, they, they, it makes it easier for them to just be over here illegal and do whatever they want without any kind of uh, criminal penalty, which is a, a really a shame. Exactly, and then, and then, and then, and then, and 
then they're catering to criminals like pedophiles and everything. And then I was trying to explain to a lot of people is the reason why I have such a problem with the Wayne Wade, what he's doing to his son is because he's actually sexualizing his son in a grand scheme of things. Yes. He's putting him out there on Main Street to be to be this prop for, for pedophiles because that's what it comes down to. Whatever you do in your own household, keep that between you and your wife. But I think it's Gammy. I think it's uh, his his wife's the one pushing this this whole woke stuff to him. Don't you think so? Probably so. I can't see a father. I, I can't see a father doing that. And then even just the way he talks, he sounds so uncomfortable talking about it. Don't you think so? You're at the interview on uh, uh, Ellen. He sounds uncomfortable talking about his son being a girl. Don't you think so? Yeah, pretty much. And 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 and, and think about it, you have you have another son who's going to college and following your footsteps, and you're not representing him. I mean, black men, you see this more of a, a father being around his kid and his son picking up an NBA career and passing the torch. That means more even than, than your son coming out to be gay. Who cares? You're 1% of the population. Stop telling the 1%. Tell to the masses. That's right. That's just how business works. And people don't understand that. And it, it's just mind-boggling the way the black community is, how they, how they don't see how they're coming for the black community, the black male, because... What's the best way to destroy a, a community? Attack the men. Without the men, there's no women. No doubt. Stop. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? They're, uh, look at Billy Porter. They're, 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 I hate to say this. White people would never condone their men walking around in dresses in national public. But guess what they do is Billy Porter, he understand he, he's being used to demigrate the black men. Nas X, another guy being demigrated. To, to represent black men. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're coming for us hard, full force, like Mike Tyson uppercut. To <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Mike Tyson uppercut. <laughs> we got to be like Buster Douglas and stay and, and, and stay in the ring and knock him out. That's what we're doing. We're, we're coming back hard. You see Lucas' video about it? No, I've, I've not seen that. Yeah, check out Lucas' video about the uh, Dwayne Wade saying he hit the nail on the head. Hitting that man. Why, well, right, ABL? Have a nice one, man. And uh, 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 and you and you make sure you keep that young lady happy. All right, brother. No doubt, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, brother, man. Peace. Peace. All right, thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. If you like the video, please like it, share it, do all that good stuff. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform, please share it over there however you can. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Email it. Post it on somebody's Facebook wallet at work so they get in trouble. No, nah, I'm playing. But do whatever you can to share it. I definitely appreciate you. This is uh, the audio streaming platform is free. So is this. Thank you all for joining yet again. We got Super Chat. Thank you all for supporting. I appreciate you guys. We have um, one very who says, I can't wait to see the Young Turks melt down again. <laughs> Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Lisa Morgan who says, hashtag Trump 2020 all day long. You already know. Thank you for that. And shout out to OMG WTF who says, keep on keeping on ABL. I will most certainly do that. And thank you for your donation. Let me get to the next call. Let's go. 510, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, my name is Val Hall, and I'm uh, trying to uh, talk on the ABL show tonight. You're speaking to me right now. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit on lag, so let me just turn my volume down. Are we on live right now? We're on live right now. There is a delay, so you can't watch the stream and talk at the same time. Just talk on the All phone. All right. Well, I'll just, 
Yeah. And I'm on a laptop that's been uh, buffering all night. Hi, everybody. I want to tell you, uh, my name is Val Hall. I'm an activist against chemtrails and geoengineering, fluoride and vaccines. And I'm actually a lesbian woman, woman that has lived in the Bay Area in San Francisco my whole life. And I've recently just walked away and became a Republican. And I watch ABL every day and BCP and uh, Diamond and Silk and all kinds of great uh, uh, black conservatives. And uh, I just changed to became a Republican. And you know what? I voted for Donald Trump and every Republican because I cannot stand all the Democrats. I, I got a Democrat ballot. And I looked at it, and I was like, I cannot vote for one of these people, and what a mess. And uh, I actually voted for Donald Trump in the last election, and uh, I, I'm proud of him for what he has done and all the stuff he has gone through. I can't even believe any person could have withstood that. All the harassment every day, everything they tried to do to him, the witch hunt, the uh, the FISA, fake FISA uh, court stuff. Uh, I've been watching this, but the reason I was watching this is because I'm an activist against geoengineering and chemtrails and fluoride and vaccines. Like, that woke me up 10 years ago. I'm a landscape contractor in the Bay Area, and I started watching them spray us with chemicals every day. And I love life in the, the blue sky and all this kind of stuff. My whole life changed when I had to go, why are they spraying us? And I had to start researching, and I had to start looking into everything, and I got red-pilled and... Uh, I was like, oh, my God, they've been lying to us all of our lives about science, and they're just, uh, you know, out of control. And so, I, you know, I actually have to say I'm very proud of uh, Donald Trump and the job that he has done. Uh, the guy's amazing because he came from somewhere else. He was not one of these bought and paid for politicians. I have to say, in, in my life, I knew who he was. I, I never really appreciated him when he was just a billionaire building Trump Towers and uh, things. But, uh, you know what? Finally, somebody stood up and, and started to fight the deep state. And right now, today, I, I can't believe what an incredible job he's done. I know they have tried to assassinate him. They've tried to do everything they can to take him out. And the, the deep state, state is so scared uh, because he wants to reveal everything they've been doing, which in my research is, wow, a lot of crazy bad stuff. And... A lot of it has to do with uh, 
human trafficking and pedophilia and uh, and big pharma and and vaccines and wow, if you knew what fluoride was in the water, and everybody should listen to this, fluoride never helped your teeth. Okay, hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not good to drink fluoridated water. They're using uh, hydrofluorosilicic acid in our water, and that is, uh, it's a waste byproduct of China's off-state fertilizer industry, and it's a sludge they have to get rid of, and they sell it and put it in the water of only like six countries, and that's like the UK, United States, uh, not, not many countries, but it's a horrible thing. It can melt through metal, steel, granite, concrete. Like, all of us got to wake up. Fluoride's got to go. I hear you. I hear you. I, I may cut you off. I, I, may, I may cut you off, but I have to get to at least one more call. Then I got to wrap up the show for the night. Did I overstep my boundary? What? No, nah, it's all good, but I got I just got limited time. That's all. It's just limited time. All right, ABL, you're the best. I listen to you every day. Thank you very much, and uh, God bless you, man. You rock. Thank you for your call and support. I definitely appreciate you. All right, appreciate you back, buddy. All right, night. All right, shout out to the caller. I got I got one more call. That I, got, I got to wrap up. Thank you all for joining. Let's go 239. You're in the line. How much we get to? Did I uh, reach that? Hello? No, yes. Are, are you here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me uh, let me turn off the uh, the speaker. Sorry about that. Because I have you on the. All right. I have you. So we good? Yeah. 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 We're good. All righty. What's going on? We're good. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing, Anthony? Everything's great. Can't complain. Yeah. For you. You said what now? Um, Recently, I had a question for you. Okay. Recently, I talked to a uh, friend of mine who claims to be a conservative, and she's African-American. But when I talked to her, I realized she's like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But then again, I, I, I wanted to get uh, another African-American conservative's opinion on this. Okay. She said that um, uh, we were talking about Black History Month because today is uh, – this month is Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And she brought something to my attention. She said that uh, Black History Month is was invented to suppress the African-American community. She, she went on and said that, like, Black History Month is secretly invented or secretly created to be like, oh, we're oppressed and remind black people that they're oppressed every year. Just like uh, the LGBT community has uh, Pride Month and they celebrate being oppressed and all this and all that. And I, I never thought about it that way because I always thought black history is black history. And I kind of like kind of agreed with her viewpoints. But then she went on and said that she said that um, the N word, she was talking about how it should be criminalized to <laughs> use the N word. She said that uh, whenever you say it to someone who's black, it's it, I will never understand how it feels. And she was talking about, like, if you say the N-word, it should count as one count of assault. So if, like, I run into you and I say, hey, N-word, 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 that's three counts of assault. 
You see what I'm saying? And I should be doing the same amount of jail time. Even the rappers and all that. Okay, so we, we, like, got, we, got, uh, we got limited time. So, like, what are your two questions about, first of all, Black History Month and then about the N-word? Was there anything else? Well, I know you're a big uh, – th those are the two questions. I know you're big on freedom of speech and all that. So, I, And I know that the N-word is very hateful, so much that we can't even say it. So I don't know if you, like, agree with that or not, or even the black history thing. That, that's all I wanted to know. Okay, sorry, so – Sorry, I know we're on limited time. Oh, it's all good. Now, the Black History Month thing um, – First of all, it was started by Carter Woodson, who was a black man, as Black History Week. Like, it was started by a black person. Like, it wasn't like oh, this thing designed by the white man to oppress the black man. It's just, just not true. It started by a black man. And then it was expanded into Black History Month because the week was first February, like the first, first February to like February 8th or whatever. That was the first Black History. Right. right. That, that, that's what she said. But she said it got converted into... The fact that now Black History Month is just to oppress us. Nah, that's making or, or sense. Oppress you guys, I'm sorry. You can't, I, you, I can't, you, can't you can't, oppress, <laughs> you can't oppress somebody by talking about history. That just, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if somebody wants to talk about slavery and stuff like that, they could do that all year. That, it won't take a month to do it. You know, Black History Month supposed to be about celebrating history. Like, you know, usually with average tradition now, I talk about my granddad at the last day of the month, like right around then, because he was an historical figure. Uh, first black faculty member of City Public Schools, uh, worked under the first black governor and only black governor of Virginia, Douglas Wilder, uh, was a friend of his, knew him. A lot of different things about him you could talk about as far as black history. So it's about history. It's not about anything else. It's just like studying American history in general. So it doesn't make any sense. And then about the N-word, I mean, if it's to be made as um, a a an assault offense, then... It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be mostly black folks locked up for saying it <laughs> because we're the main <laughs> ones that say it. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't understand that if, if the objective is to do the right thing by black people, all you're going to do is lock more black people up. So that whole thing was just kind of silly, you know. I mean, right. people... She, she said that's the only way you can get rid of that word is, nah. is to get rid of hate, is to, is to make cruel punishment for hate like that. That's why I was like, whoa. Nah, you oh, have... That's uh, draw the line. Yeah, you got you got freedom of speech. Like you literally cannot be locked up for saying mean things. You, you you just that's part of the Constitution. You can't get locked up for that. So nah, that's totally violent Constitution, and it'd get mostly black men locked up. It's silly to even think about. I don't even understand why somebody would say something like that. That's just it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I tried to tell her that, and she told me that I would never understand because I'm not black. The effects of how the N word affects black people and why it should. You should be incarcerated for even uttering the word, even as a joke. So even all the rappers would go to jail <laughs> just to just to like, I don't know. She, she's just crazy about that. But um, anyway, I know you're busy. I know you got to go. And I just want to say thank you so much for the show that you do and for, you know, the, the opinion that you put out there and, and for all the taking all the heat, too, because I read some of the comments that you get on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for, for the call, man. For us. Thank no, you. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Same to you. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Yeah, criminalizing the N-word. It'd be black men that get locked up behind that. So what are we really trying to do? Are, are you are you trying to get are you trying to get more black men locked up? Probably in the chat right now. I probably know who it is too. You guys gotta stop this, you know, secret accounts. Like why, what are we doing? Anyway, thank y'all for joining. This has been a fantastic show. I appreciate all you guys. Always. Um if you like what you have heard throughout the show, please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. 
if you were trying to get in and you couldn't, I'm sorry, try again next time. And I think that'll pretty much be it. Super Chats, shout out to um, Mandatory Carry who says, running short this week, sorry, but hashtag keep fighting. Uh, I ran created coronavirus to frame China. Uh-oh, hot take. Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Seiha who says, thanks, ABL. Another good night. Hey, thank you for your support, your donation, and your very kind words. I most certainly appreciate you. But that will be a wrap for me. You guys are great. Um, what I got? Oh, shout out to the moderators for, for sniping the trolls. Uh, you, you guys do great. Uh, uh, you, got, you got the shirt, be sure, hey, uh, I'm glad you got it. All right, fantastic. Thank you, thank you for your uh, your support as always, Bisho A, for modding and all that good stuff. Shout out to Bill from the Hills, uh, Ansel, uh, Cynthia Webb, I see you, Shreves, I see you, of course, Sushi, everybody. Thank you all for keeping them trolls in check and keeping the chat nice and flowing the way it's supposed to be. And again, if you want to hear this show and others, on audio streaming platforms there is a link for that in the description box below the video and i'll place it right here in the chat box as well so it's easy to go ahead and click but that'll be a wrap see y'all again next time and until next time y'all be safe i'm out and peace